Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the sports animals in the morning on ESPN Honolulu. morning hey, hey, hey all right we'll keep you updated with the uh, weather situation it seems to be changing a lot but um nothing real serious on oahu yet actually it looks like nothing real serious on the big island as a uh, uh, tropical storm calvin uh hits the waves the winds have died down about 10 miles per hour uh as it uh, kind of fl- um, flies under the big island but uh Anyway, we'll keep you updated. Weather-wise, so far, the latest forecast is we got some passing showers this morning, then windy in the afternoon with a little bit more rain tonight. And uh, anyway, that's all we can give you now, as it does seem to be changing, but we will be staying on top of it. Another thing we're on top of is Mountain West uh, Media Days in Las Vegas. In that sweltering heat, Josh Pacheco and John Veneri, they're going to be... uh, bringing on coaches uh, throughout the morning here and different information from those guys. And the media polls are out in the Mountain West uh, Conference Media Days. The Offensive Player of the Week, Shevin Cordero. A year, not the, not the uh, week. Yeah, of the year, sorry. <laughs> it, it really does, It really should be for the week because it doesn't matter. They haven't played yet. But Shevin Cordero, good recognition for him. Congratulations. Uh, he is the uh, Offensive Player of the Year, first-team offense. Look at all these uh, former guys from – oh, wow. They don't have uh, Cameron Lockridge on the first-team defense. Now, they do have Hawaii's Cam Stone, like everywhere else. But Cam Lockridge uh, is a guy that uh, we saw getting a lot of uh, preseason recognition recognition in the preseason magazines, uh, but not here by the media, the Mountain West media. I was really surprised to see that, and yet everywhere you've looked, he was first team. Uh, they don't have a second team here that we see, but yeah, I was a little surprising there. But uh, media might know a little bit more than some of those magazines who probably have a little bit more insight on more mm. personnel. So mm. that was kind of interesting to see, though, that no cam. But really, I mean, glad for Shevin. You know, still wish he was here in a way, but I'm kind of glad that he's there, number one. Uh, yeah, the, you're not you're not glad that he's in San Jose State. You're glad that he's picked no, to be number one. Here, yeah. All right, uh, uh, and we'll get more into this with uh, John and Josh in a few seconds here. Boise State is, uh, by the way, picked to win the 2023 uh, Mountain West football title. University of Hawaii has a, a new pitching coach. Yes, Keith Zuniga. Uh, formerly of New Mexico State. He was there for a while before that, Bethune-Cookman, where he also pitched. Uh, so he's been around college baseballs, turned out a few major leaguers, and uh, we're glad that he is now here in Hawaii. Get some, get, we get him here early enough, so hopefully he can get acclimated to all the returning pitchers and some of the incoming ones. Yeah, I don't know if he's re- done any major leaguers, but some of the guys he's drafted have been, uh, some of the guys he's uh, overseen have been drafted. Okay. Uh, uh, in Major League Baseball draft. Not sure if they made the major leagues or not. Just want to set that straight. Uh, looks like San Diego State. Let's go back to the Mountain West. Looks like San Diego State 
is uh, back in the good graces of the Mountain West. Wasn't it Saturday Night Live with Gildner Rad would have that line, never mind, and that's what this seems for now, that uh, everything is not going to be forgotten about by some, but yeah, everything's back as far as they being in good graces. They'll get the $6.6 million that they were going to get, and they are a, a fine out, you know, current member of the Mountain West, but for how long, I wonder. Probably at least two years, but that was something to see before any controversy took place today in Las Vegas. Mm, all right, uh, let's go to Josh Pacheco and John Veneri in sweltering Las Vegas up at uh, Mountain West Media Days. Guys? Guys, thank you. We say hello from the Circa here in Las Vegas. It is Mountain West Media Days. John Veneri, the voice of Hawaii football, is here. I'm Josh Pacheco. This feels like a, a little upgrade from last year, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, although last year was really nice. Uh, and, and one thing I have in common with uh, Coach Timmy Chang is we are no longer rookies at this <laughs> at this event. Uh, but the Circa has been a place that I've visited a couple times. It's right across the street from from uh, downtown, the Cal, and uh, actually a lot of people call it home right. for Hawaii people. So this is actually pretty cool. The unfortunate thing is it's a building that you need to be 21 <laughs> and older to get in. So uh, that means our quarterback, Braden Shager, couldn't make the trip. Just missed the cut, uh, did Braden. And, By uh, one month. Yeah, that, that sucks. <laughs> um, and that, that leads us into the Mountain West preseason all-conference team that was uh, announced earlier today. Really the Hawaii name, well, there's two. The University of Hawaii name, Cam Stone, uh, named to the all-conference team at defensive back. He is someone that a lot of people have been looking forward to seeing. A guy that has uh, has had a fantastic career so far. A guy that they're expecting a lot out of this year. And quite honestly, if he has a good year, that just complements what we're hoping is an awesome offense from Hawaii. And so Cam Stone being put on the first team defense, the only University of Hawaii player making that squad. The other Hawaii tie is Shevin Cordero, named uh, Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, we'll talk with Shevin, of course, now his second year at San Jose State. This didn't seem like much of a surprise that he was able to make it there. No, and for those of us that voted, uh, it was kind of an easy pick. A yeah. guy that his numbers speak for themselves. Uh, he is a fantastic athlete, and he is really, despite some of the haters, he has really become a good quarterback in a system that fits him perfectly. The other thing that came out a little while ago was a preseason order of finish. Uh, Hawaii projected to finish 10th in the Mountain West, and of course, this is the first year in which we don't have divisions in the Mountain West. Yeah. And we were talking about this a little while ago. Uh, a little bit of a trend here over the last couple of years where Hawaii has been slotted. Yeah, Hawaii uh, in the last few years has been put into the bottom half of the of the conference. Uh, in 2022, they finished second to last in the West. But the preseason was actually pretty accurate. They were second to last uh, in points in voting and last in the West. So that also was kind of the, the theme for 2021. Hawaii hasn't had a good finish or a good preseason pick since 2020. And obviously their, their West Division win in 2019 helped that stat in 2020. It's a really interesting uh, list that came out. I know you guys will talk about it a little bit later on. Uh, but let's set up the day. This is Players' Day uh, here at Mountain West Media Days, so uh, we'll see um, we'll see Leaky Tanuvasa uh, a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to see uh, one of Hawaii's top linebackers here uh, as well Logan as Taylor. Uh, Logan Taylor's here. So uh, Chevin Cordero is going to join us here in this session. Our Hawaii interviews will air this afternoon 
on Off the Bench. So uh, we got a lot to look forward to. Our coverage of Mountain West Media Days is presented by BMW of Honolulu, the ultimate driving machine. Uh, we'll talk to you again in about half an hour, but for now, we send it back to you guys at the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu. Thank you very much, Josh and John. Sounds like they're having a good time. Uh, when we get them on, they'll have some, uh, uh, I guess, players and you know, throughout the rest of the week, we've got coaches right. and things like that coming on. So that'll be kind of cool. All right. So the um, uh, talking about the media polls that were out, uh, we did meant, you know, we've already heard, of course, Chevin Cordero is the uh, first team. They don't have a first, second, and third team. Or if they do, they haven't released it. We have right. the first team. And uh, Chevin Cordero is, is, you know, the top quarterback. But uh, offensive player of the year. That's uh, that's really saying. Is that what is that saying about the Mountain West Conference? Is that is Chevron Cordero the offensive player of the year, and he's going to be uh, drafted into the uh, NFL, or is you know a a guy that's you know he's got good feet, not an accurate passer? Um, is that the best? Someone might look at it from the outside. Is someone going to look at this and say that's the best the Mountain West Conference has to offer on offense? I would think he's probably the best returning quarterback the Mountain West has coming back to offer, and that's part of it. Not to knock him at all. Mm. I think he's a really good quarterback. But uh, the Mountain West last year wasn't a great conference after Jake Hayner for quarterbacks, and still the guys that were good last year are mostly gone. I know you have his replacement at, at um, Boise State now. I mean, for Bachmeyer, who's also gone at Lot Tech. So I think that's part of it. It's also the position that's going to get probably every year the offensive player of the year. Maybe not every single, but for the most part, if you have a good quarterback. I would imagine last year, Jay Kaner was number one on offense going into the season. Hmm. Uh, well, Hank, when you talk about Bachmeyer, uh, he's a guy that had a lot of promises freshman year. He never really fulfilled it. Hank Bachmeyer wouldn't, wouldn't be on the – I don't think that he would be on the offensive player of the year list. Maybe as a sophomore, uh, because he had a you know such a promising freshman year. But um, by the way, uh, Easton Gibbs again, that name here, right. the linebacker from Wyoming. Uh, he is the defensive player of the year. Now, making the all name team is uh, offensive uh, lineman from Air Force Thor Paglialong. And then also uh, on the defensive line from uh, Fresno State, a, a, um, a guy named Devo Bridges. We are D. De- whip it good. I wonder if they play whip it when he uh, <laughs> yeah, makes a sack. Yeah. So uh, anyway, and then Easton Gibbs, as I mentioned yesterday, his parents obviously wanted him to be a baseball player. But there's your all-name <laughs> team from the sports animals this morning, uh, ESPN Honolulu. Yes. By the way, the special teams player of the year. Uh, San Diego State's kicker, Jack Browning. Jack Browning. Punter as well. The last punter was pretty good in college, at least, as far as uh, for San Diego State as well. So I guess they got a good special teams deal going on there. And You know, again, the preseason picks, and I know the media, again, knows more than some of these magazines because they're more on top of things. But I think if you had a team that was winning last year, had a winning record top of the division, as opposed to a team at the bottom, your player, all things being equal, are going to be voted on from those teams. And that's what we're kind of seeing. Yeah, I mean, you have guys who maybe know, the media knows them better, but also you've got guys who are a lot more biased in the media in the Mountain West Conference. Maybe I, I would. Oh, how does UNLV get a first place vote? Oh, okay. Then, Gary? Well, th- that that yeah, that's how it. does that happen? How does? Go ahead. 
Finish I, your sentence. That is. Oh, man. Go ahead. I think that is crazy. That is the <laughs> exception. But for the most part, you would think they're doing things, you know, the way they're supposed they're not. to. Who voted Hawaii like a couple of years ago? Somebody voted Hawaii with a first place vote from here in the media. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. They're a little more biased when it comes to that, but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, you know, look, they're not that. They're they're on it enough because Boise State, when uh, you look at the um, the order of finish, the predicted order of finish, Boise State is number one with twenty eight votes. Now, Air Force is number two because uh, I guess they got enough second place votes because they only got two first place votes, and then Fresno State got five first place votes. San Diego State got one, and UNLV got one. So the order of predicted finish goes: Boise State one, two. Air Force, three, Fresno State, four, San Diego State. Then you got uh, San Jose State, six is Wyoming, seven, Colorado State, eight is Utah State. Where's Hawaii? Nine is UNLV, thanks to the power of their first-place votes. And then some of those are kind of bunched up a little. And then it's, it's Hawaii, Nevada, and New Mexico. So Hawaii not getting much respect at all uh at uh, i mean there's it's hawaii was close to being 11th next in uh nevada now the general consensus is that boise state's gonna be really good and new mexico is gonna be really bad that's the general consensus by the media in las vegas probably the same for the last several years Mm. uh, as far as that's concerned but again you're you're, if you're basing it on last year you understand it but even though when you look at the number of votes in the place where hawaii is how could you have them ahead of unlv as an example i I don't think you can last year unlv played us and beat us pretty convincingly so why would Mm. hawaii be ahead of them this year who would hawaii be ahead of on that list well why is fresno state third overall when they have a brand new quarterback why 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 i wonder i wonder i wonder well they've got other players that are back I mean, Cam right. Rockridge is one, but okay. But, but so, I mean, Cam Rockridge, well, he's not one of the best players, according to the media. The, the same media you're talking about doesn't have him on the first team, so don't bring his name up. Take his name out your mouth, Gary. <laughs> Take his name out your mouth. Um, in fact, Fresno State has just Devo. The, the guy Devo we talked about, that's their only guy on the uh, the, the only guy on the preseason all-conference team from Fresno's defense. But anyway, uh, it's just fun to look at. It's fun to look at, and it's good bulletin board material for the players. What? You're going to be finished 10th? UNLV, who's picked ahead of us, they don't have a player on either team as well. Uh, again, so, again, they, they get these, these wrong fairly often. I guess maybe one of the interesting teams is Colorado State at number seven. They've got almost a double, double the amount of votes that Hawaii got, and they had a similar record last year, maybe even a little little better. But they've Who's got that? a great Colorado recruiting. State? Yeah, Colorado State uh-huh. by many publications. Yeah. Uh, Phil Steele, everybody we talk to keeps the, keeps the scene, keeps the scene be pra- praising Excuse me, Colorado State. They keep the scene praising? Seems to keep praising Colorado State and how good they could be this year. Yeah, but why? What what did they say? I don't remember. All I remember is what you're saying is like, man, Colorado State, look out for them this year. Recruiting class is a big part of it. Uh, some mm-hmm. of the returning players, and uh, again, uh, just it still seems a little surprising, but it seems to be p- almost unanimous that everybody is saying they're going to be the team that might have improved the most in the offseason. That's right, because they got all these guys. Okay, so... 
the Colorado State, whatever his name is. I was going to say Norv. I was going to say Norv Turner. Let's call him Norv Turner. Norv Turner goes over to Colorado State, and like 30 guys follow him from Nevada. Nevada has more guys enter the transfer portal than Hawaii, literally. And then, um, then they weren't that good. Now they go out and recruit all these guys. And so a bunch of these guys that left Nevada to go to Colorado State are maybe not going to be starting or losing their jobs to all these new guys coming in. That's crazy. Maybe they go back, you know, hopefully they'll go back up the hatch and go back to Nevada if they want some playing time. But maybe the facility's new stadium has a little to do with the help in recruiting as well. Maybe, but, I mean, everyone's got a new stadium except us. <laughs> well, that's a, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, San Diego State's got a new stadium. Las True. Uh, Vegas has got a new stadium. Uh, Boise just uh, – uh, what a call! They renovated. kind of uh, renovated. Thank you, because <laughs> that was a word I was look actually, <laughs> I was looking for. Uh, they renovated their stadium. I mean, everyone constantly makes improvements to their stadium. They have budget for it. They do things like, oh, I don't know, think ahead. You know. <laughs> I don't know about San Jose State. I'm not sure I've heard of anything on their end as far as stadium renovations, but they got San a better football State, team. Well, yeah, and they've improved. Yeah, they've improved the. Um, their um, what I call they've imp- uh, they've improved their facilities. Have they? You know, yeah. I mean, you heard about it even since when Dick Tomey was there. But anyway, it is what it is. Now we just got to show how wrong the media was. Right, but would, what would you have thought without seeing this poll where they would have been? I, I didn't think Hawaii, and I didn't put every team in order, but I wouldn't have thought they would have been a top eight team at all. I could understand them being nine or lower. I don't, you know, I don't know because I don't know that much about Utah State or these new guys coming in for Colorado State. It's it's tough for me for me to say. I would just, I guess, you just kind of hope, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, I hope it looks like we're good, you know, just because it gives us respect. But I'm not sure nationally uh, how many people are actually kind of paying attention to the Mountain West preseason all conference team, right? They're, they're talking about the Big 12 days and the SEC days uh. coming up, the ACC. That's what uh, folks are talking about. But, hey, we can continue this. I tell you what, we got to get a traffic uh, update, and we'll have more in just a little while from uh, Josh and John in Las Vegas. All coming up with the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Well, we're going to focus a lot, as we said, on Mountain West Media Day today. Coming up on this show in about 11 minutes, uh, new athletic director Craig Angelis will be joining us. Josh Pacheco and John Veneri in Las Vegas will be getting us uh, direct, the director of athletics, of huh? course, coming up at 635, 7 o'clock hour. Aliki Tanavasa, one of the members up there, 810, will be Logan Taylor, also up for Mountain West Media Days. And uh, get a little bit more insight from those guys. It'll be fun talking to them. And after about a month and a half on the job with Craig Angelis as well. We'll get his thoughts on everything going on. And I, I wonder if some of the media people there, Chris, were hoping that the San Diego State deal wasn't cleared up so there'd be more controversy to cover. I was almost a little disappointed to hear that news yesterday, especially now. I would well, have liked to have heard what was said over these 48 hours in Vegas. I think they, uh, on purpose, they put the press release out yesterday so that San Diego State wouldn't garner all of the negative attention, uh, all of the attention, which would have been negative, 
at their celebration of the Mountain West Conference. They yeah. did exactly uh, Gloria. Gloria. I can't remember Navarez. her last name. Navarez. Are you sure? Um, pretty sure, yeah. Uh, anyway, the uh, Mountain West Commissioner, Miss Gloria, I think that she did a great job in uh, kind of, uh, you know, putting out that fire before it became, you know, because that's all anybody's talking about. Nobody's going to celebrate the coach of the year and the offensive players of the year and all that kind of stuff. By the way, was there? A, do they do a coach of the year? I know pro season they do. Obviously not in the preseason. We're not seeing one on this poll. I guess it's hard to do that for a coach as opposed to a player. Why? Because, I mean, it's just a different position. It's Not that it's apples and oranges necessarily, but it's hard to say, well, this coach will be coach of the year based on what? Mm-hmm. Where the player, like Chevin Cordero, could be player of the year based on what he's done, based on his competition. I just think for coaches, it's a little bit different. I I don't know if I've ever I've never heard of a preseason coach of the year in basketball or football. Mm. I'm looking at the um, the standing. You look at the standings from the Mountain West Conference last year, and <laughs> they're uh, you're basically looking at last year's standings. And they've kind of transformed that into the order of finish, predicted order of finish. I mean, there's a couple of exceptions, but for the most part, it's this, the, the the predicted order of finish is what they where they kind of finished at last year in 2022. I right. thought that was a kind well, of. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. A lot of this is whether it's player of the year or predicting teams. I mean, you're going to take into account the returning players, um, what kind of impact players are coming in. But yeah, then you look at last year, of course. So I, I'm not surprised at any of this. Mm. Okay. But again, it's how you. It's not how you start. It's how you finish, and we'll see how it is at the end of the year. I know I said the same thing last year when Hawaii was not picked too high in the standings. So. Uh, I guess what it can tell you is that, again, Colorado State, the biggest surprise or the team that jumps the most when you look at where they were last year, three and five, uh, three and nine overall, and where they are predicted to finish. Everybody expects bigger things from them. But otherwise, it seems to be the usual suspects. And Air Force has been the second place team everywhere I've looked as well. I Again, without knowing t- all of the personnel, of course, right now, I would have thought maybe Fresno or San Diego might have had a chance to be second. Of course, Fresno, no Jay Kaner, so they're not going to be quite the same. San Diego State just seems to be a team that well, really well okay. coached and is always they're, up there. Now, who is the quarterback for, for Fresno State when you say they, they're not going to be the same? Well, it's not Jay Kaner. Enough said. Right, but don't they have a uh, – didn't they get somebody through the transfer portal that's supposed to be pretty good? That's why they're up there? Um, I'm not sure if they got anybody through the transfer portal that would be coming in the Mikey start. Keen is a transfer from Central Florida. So that's a guy who um, I, I guess, you know, at least the media has been talking about a little bit before, um, you know, before all this stuff came out. So that's probably why they're looked at as a pretty high. It's got a lot of, um, I guess, playing experience. So anyway. But, yeah, other than that, like, when you look at the prediction, not that surprising. And very rarely is in a preseason one. What, I, what I've always find interesting in football, more so maybe in basketball, is that players who haven't even played yet, and they are listed as a first-team all-conference team. 
Uh, Zion Williamson, first name comes to mind. He was a preseason first-team All-American without ever playing a college basketball game. And I think that's hard to do. And I know you're basing it on potential. A lot yeah. of it is on the height, but I don't know if that's too fair either. I don't know if – when I look at this list here, most of these guys are upperclassmen anyway, so I don't think we have anybody below a junior on the first or second team, for, except for a sophomore. Well, it's not – it doesn't it, – it's, it's not really – it's how much playing experience you have. Well, kind of based it, on what I mean, if Peter Manuma's a, a sophomore, you're going to go, oh, wow, uh, he only ha- – you know, he's – he doesn't – he must not have playing experience. Well, you know, he's – He's might got he had, he might have more playing experience than a lot of seniors out there. Yeah, true. That you, case. So you can't you can't you got to go by playing time. But anyway, uh, let's do this. Uh, uh, our athletic director is standing by. Let's take a break, and when we come back, uh, Hawaii uh, AD Craig Angelus is going to join the show on ESPN Honolulu. All right, down at the Circa in Las Vegas, John Veneri, Josh Pacheco, and our athletic director, Craig Angelis. Josh? John? Hey, Chris. Uh, Gary, thank you very much. Happy to have uh, our athletic director, Craig Angelis, joining us here at Mountain West Media Days. We're no longer the rookies for the Media Days, but he is. That's, That's right. awesome. You're the, you're the rookie. Yeah. yeah. This is great. What do, you, what do you think so far? You're, you're just a couple hours in. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, the coverage is, is outstanding. Uh, the number of people that are here representing everybody including the big contingency from hawaii that's impressive okay well, not only are, are you the rookie too but you're operating off of very little sleep and uh you, you walked in here bright-eyed with everything in front of you yeah timmy and i flew in last night it was a little, a little delayed we got to bed probably i got to bed probably about three o'clock and uh her gloria was speaking at eight thirty. so i figured if i got to get up and hear what happened at san diego state so <laughs> Uh, so, so it was about five and a half hours of sleep and, and back at it now. Which, by the way, the uh, commissioner speaking uh, just just about 20 minutes ago, it was the most attended commissioner press conference yet, yeah. from what I'm told. Uh, and it was well attended, and she she did mention San Diego State, <laughs> but didn't really talk about San Diego State. She stuck State. to her talking points, no question. Absolutely. There were like one or two sentence talking points in every response about San Diego State. So. I, I know a lot of it is, is really above you with the uh, the presidents and, and such, but what, what's been your takeaway with San Diego State now, again, a member in good standing for the foreseeable future? Well, I think I think we really need San Diego State. I mean, they're very very good in football and basketball so you want to have top members in your in your conference but again San Diego State needs the Mountain West at least right now too because they need a, a, if nothing else to fill out their schedule you know they, they're not going to be able to go the independent route like BYU I mean it's tough to do that so they need us but we also need them and and certainly I think everyone understands that uh, that people are always looking to chasing the money and maybe chasing power five or, or whatnot uh, and, and so we knew that was happening with them and we would probably all do it if we had the opportunity so you can't really fault them. Uh, and I know they're kind of caught in a, a rock, between a rock and a hard spot with, you know, the Pac-12 thing. They got way out in front on that, and it hasn't materialized. But I don't think there's any hard feelings amongst us. I mean, we all know it's part of the game. Conference standings announced this morning, preseason, Hawaii near the bottom of the list. Uh, can you just mention or talk a little bit about what you think that means? Because a lot of coaches will say it means absolutely nothing. I think it I think it. Uh, I think I would agree with them these days because the transfer portal. It's almost like you can reload, like through free agency. You know, it's different than than you can kind of in the old older days before the transfer portal, where you can kind of project who's who's in the program, what new prospects they brought in, that kind of thing. But now, 
you know, you can transform your team uh, a little quicker, I think, because of the what I call the free agent market, the, mm -hmm. the transfer portal. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how we're, we're going to do. I'm very optimistic I'm, uh, with Timmy. I'm really high on Timmy. Uh, I think Timmy's going to bring in some really great players and keep, and keep the people in Hawaii, you know, and him be the example that, hey, you can stay home. You can be all everything at Hawaii. You can live here and, be, you know, be an icon in your community forever. So I think we're, we're getting good players, and I'm, I'm optimistic that we're going to have a, a really good year. And, uh, you know, I like the fact that he's going to go to the run and shoot. Uh, I'm a big believer in that mm. passing game. I mean, you know, I, I grew up in BYU football where you throw the ball 50 times a game. I'm a big Mike Leach fan where my son played for a short amount of time where you throw the ball 50 times a game. So I love the fact that when you throw, throw the ball a lot, you can, you can score points and win. So I, I'm optimistic. I think we're going to do better than that. Here's one thing the commissioner did mention, and it's something that I'm sure all of you think about. Uh, she would like to see a little more governing when it comes to nil she's asking for help well your thoughts on on the nil and how that has transformed the landscape of college football oh yeah that's been the most uh, amazing thing that i've seen over my 30 years because again keep in mind i used to work at the nca where pay for play and everything amateurism was a big big deal you know all those rules and suddenly three years you know two three years uh, ago now it's really full-fledged uh, free agency, you know, we can term it whatever we want, but it is the fact now that people are establishing collectives. You put money in the collectives, you search out players or try to keep your own. You give them some type of uh, name, image, and likeness deal to sign autographs, do this or that. You can shovel as much money as possible. There's no salary cap like there is in pro sports. It's just totally unregulated, uh, and and everybody's just kind of doing their their own thing when it, it relates to that. And so, yeah, I think. She's saying, you know, in, in order for us to have a more uniform playing field, we've got to have uh, uniform legislation. And since every state has their own, we're all over the place. So they're hoping that Congress will come in and kind of create uniform laws that will, will stand for scrutiny of, you know, legal challenges and that kind of thing uh, and put it in play and kind of help balance it all out. But I, I haven't seen – it's been two years now, uh, and I haven't seen the legislature – I mean, the Congress, uh, you know, really take it on head on yet. Yeah. So. I haven't been tracking it as much, and I know that's what we're all hope, hoping for. But that could go on for a long time. Sure. I mean, it's already been cra crazy in two, two years. I mean, is this going to be resolved in another two years? I don't know. We're talking with Hawaii Athletic Director Craig Angelus joining us here at Mountain West Media Days from Las Vegas. Our coverage driven by BMW of Honolulu. I want to bring Gary Dickman into the conversation back in our studios. Gary? Yeah, thanks, Josh. And, Craig, thanks for joining us. I was curious, since you've been up in Las Vegas with the other athletic directors, what are the conversations from the other ADs as far as their conversations with you, whether it's about the new stadium or anything else involving Hawaii athletics? Well, we haven't had too many conversations yet. Uh, uh, there's about seven of us here, uh, which is good. Uh, I think they, they'd like to have as many, much representation as possible. Uh, but but I, I guess I'll extrapolate to the last time we were all together was, was in Hawaii a couple months ago at the conference meetings. They're very supportive of, of the University of Hawaii. I mean, I think everybody loves the destination. That's where that's the the alumni trip, the wives trip, the you know the sponsors trip, the donor trip. It's always out to Hawaii. I think they love coming out here. Uh, they love the setup. I think they like it when we're, we're when we're good because we bring a lot to the table. So I think we're a valued member of the conference. Uh, you know, I know it's a little bit of a of a of a hike for them to get out there, but but I think we bring a lot to the conference, and I think they they are very supportive of us. They've embraced um, me and my new role here. I know many of them already from previous relationships. Uh, so you know, I think it's I think it's a great opportunity for us uh, here at Hawaii to be in this conference, and uh, and I think the ADs are very supportive of that. 
And you mentioned San Diego State. The news, of course, is that they will be remaining in the conference, at least for now. Uh, while you're up there, at least with the commissioner, other ADs, is expansion still a topic? Well, they brought that up with her in a press conference just now. Uh, and and her, her words were expansion's always a possibility. They've got a, a subcommittee in the conference of three presidents and three ADs that are always looking at expansion opportunities. Uh, and evaluating each situation, as she said, when they come up, when you know, when opportunities come up, and what teams may become available. So I think their eyes are open on that, but I don't think they're in any hurry to do that, especially if San Diego State coming back. But even if San Diego State had left, I don't think there was any urgency to go and replace them. Uh, I think we're in a pretty good spot right now. But you know, I think it'll be interesting if how things pan out with the Pac-12. If the Pac-12 uh, has any movement, you know what that looks like even schools coming into our conference for example if it totally imploded so there's just a lot of what ifs but i don't think i don't think it's on the forefront of the conference's uh agenda right now though on on that note um i I don't remember if it was with us or if it was spotlight hawaii I, i think there was a mention of what could happen what scenarios could happen even the thought that if if something were to happen with san diego state or someone else could all sports be on the table uh, for the Mountain West. Uh, has, has that been pretty premature, or is that something that's been talked about? Oh, that's real premature. I probably shouldn't have said that on, <laughs> on that. But, you know, you get into conversations with people, and you're just, you know, sometimes you feel like you're, you know, you know, just at a restaurant having, having you know, lunch with someone, and you're just chatting. But, but I always got to remember that I'm always on the record. <laughs> so, there, no, there has not been any discussions okay. about that on, on their part or my part. But, you know, I think I think we've got to keep uh, our eyes uh, out there too to see what kind of opportunities there are. I know we're we're out in in uh, you know in the Central Pacific, but we do bring a lot to the table uh, to any conference. So, uh, especially as you know, as we our teams get better, our basketball, our football team gets better, et cetera. Uh, so I just want to keep our our eyes out there and see what's best for us. I think we're in a really good situation now, though. The the Big West is really good for us in all of our sports, and of course, being able to be in a, a uh, a group of five for football. I think we're well positioned right now. But no, I just wanted to. I guess I was just thinking that we got to be we got to be thinking of other options if they come our way, so so it doesn't catch us by surprise. I have one last question for you, and uh, we, we briefly talked before coming on live. I would like for you to clear up one thing for me. Your <laughs> name is Craig Angelus. Your last name is spelt though with an O. So a lot of people that when you first came in said Craig. Angelos, what is the deal with your name? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question because I've gotten Angelos and Angelos my whole life. But I think it goes back to when my grandfather came over on the boat uh, from Greece in uh, like the early 1900s. And so he came through Ellis Island and, uh, you know, Ellis Island, everybody shortened their names, or Americanized their names. And so his name was Angelotopoulos. Uh, and so uh, it was shortened to Angelus there. And that's what the family name's been forever, ever since. And so just throughout our generations, uh, those two generations, it's always been pronounced that way. But, you know, if it, I always say it's Angeles like Los Angeles because then it's easy for people to figure out. Even though that's an E-S, I've heard it's, you know, spelled with a U-S. We're an O-S. Uh, so <laughs> I, I kind of answer to anything. Well, we appreciate you answering our questions here, and we certainly appreciate you stopping by for this short amount of time. Enjoy your stay. Great. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Hawaii Athletic Director Craig Angelus joining us. Uh, our coverage driven by BMW of Honolulu. By the way, that's why John's here. John asked the most <laughs> hard-hitting questions. I'll tell you what. <laughs> that's how it is. I mean, I didn't I know apologize, the answer. but that's how you get it. That's what you get from me. That's, that's what John brings. That's and why now, he's a valued member and here. And now you all know how to say his name. Exactly. Chris and Gary, the more you know, uh, we just had for you guys.
Hey, what is the, uh, Josh, what is the uh, forecast for the temperature uh, today? Hot. And sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a 113, I think, is the high today. Oh, oh that's down. nothing. That's nothing. Down. It was 113 <laughs> yesterday. They say it's a dry heat, but there are parts of your body that will remain moist. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. I'm we'll check saying. in yeah. with you later. <laughs> uh, we'll check with these uh, later. Eliki uh, uh, Tanovasa is going to be joining us uh, next hour here. It's kind of Players Day at Mountain West Media Days going on in Las Vegas. Thank you for the report. And, again, thank you to, uh, to uh, BMW of Honolulu for the coverage uh, this morning. Now, the uh, tropical storm Calvin uh, can give you an update. It looks like uh, they – there's a lot of rain on the Big Island. There was a lot of rain, but um, it's uh, not that bad. It's, uh, it, it, the winds died down to 45 miles per hour. It's making its way south of the uh, island chain right now. Um, and um, the big, no, no major damage or anything on the Big Island. They just got some rain. They're keeping an eye on things. But uh, it looks like it's uh, a lot better than it, – it, it's. the folks on the Big Island got – the best they could hope for and just lots of rain right uh so that's the forecast for us here on oahu is uh you can see some uh, scattered showers different parts of the island right now it's windy it'll probably com- continue to be like this but we'll keep you updated here uh with our uh, information coming from the gang at khon2 news it's 646 with the sports animals here i mean it's just kind of putting a damper on national hot dog day <laughs> right I mean, come on. Aren't this is not a hot dog late? weather. They're a little late for that, aren't they? Right. This is clam chowder, Portuguese bean soup weather. That's a, It should be Portuguese bean soup day. It's uh, Okay, so we'll check your traffic and uh, be right back here on ESPN Honolulu. Oh, I want to remind you about Growler Hawaii. Come on down to Growler Hawaii today uh, if you're in the area from 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, there's parking right underneath, so it's, fun. it's you know, easy. But uh, we're going to be there from 5 to 7. Chad Owens is going to join us along with Charlie Wade and Coach Bud and Coach Arnold Martinez. It's going to be good fun. And you can come on down and meet Tanner Hayworth, too. How about that? Uh, Growler Hawaii, a really big road show, number 12 on ESPN Honolulu. We uh, had a good time hearing from Josh and John. We're going to hear from them throughout the show. We just were informed that coming up in about 10 minutes from now, Chevin Cordero will be joining us. And uh, we'll get his thoughts on San Jose State football, maybe thoughts on Hawaii and the Mountain West in general. Again, he was named the preseason offensive player of the year. So he'll be joining us in about 10 minutes. And right after Chevin, we will have, we will have offensive lineman Aliki Tanavasa will be joining us as well. This is kind of, I guess it says breaking news or developing story. That might be more accurate. Uh-huh. But I just saw on ESPN during the break that – 15 Northwestern football players have now retained counsel. And they are obviously going through some kind of a lawsuit with um, Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern, and all that. We heard about the hazing situation, of course, last week. I mean, not that it bothers me, but what makes me think about this in a curious way is that why now? And I kind of know the answer. Because now that it's been unveiled and they fired their coach, Northwestern did, and Fitzgerald, and kind of acknowledging blame or that it did happen, uh, maybe a lawyer approached these guys first. It's the same lawyer, I guess, Ben Crump. 
who I've seen his name in the news with high-profile cases. But, Mm -hmm. again, the why now is, hey, now we can get something out of them. Because if it bothered you that much while it was going on, and I'm sure it did, why didn't you bring it to the forefront then? Now, I know, according to some reports— Retaliation? Well, well, what I also had heard is that they were denied access to maybe talking to their AD. They, so maybe they did come forward. Well, but then when I get legal counsel then, if, you, if you're going to the athletic director and according to the Daily Northwestern, they were denied that access. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many players, but several players, they said. So if you're denied access to the AD, the retaliation could be part of it. But why would you not go to, I mean, if, again, if it was that I big don't of think a it's, deal. I don't think it's so, you know what? I don't think you can comment on that. I don't think it's so cut and dry. And these are really personal things. It's not cut and dry of, well, if you didn't do it, why didn't you go to somebody? Now you're 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 joining the lawsuit just to get rich? I think that's too easy. That's too easy of a take. Well, I, I don't agree with any of that. What your, your take was, I don't understand about the uh, what you said at the beginning of that doesn't really add up. Because, again, if, if you were feeling that bad about it, you could have gone to the authorities then. You could have gotten a lawyer. And why now? I think because now I'm that saying it that we don't know. There might case. be there might be a there might be retaliation. You're afraid of losing your scholarship. Uh, there might be a number of reasons why. I mean, we've never been in that situation, so it's hard to, to me at least, it's hard to go. Well, why are you just joining on the lawsuit now? No, that's what we do on the show. We give our opinion. I'm giving my opinion because okay. they could be blackballed at other schools then by coming forward. If these guys want to play for whatever university now, people might be saying, well, if we do anything wrong, they're going to rat us out. They're going to get a lawyer. So I think that's the same thing. The retaliation thing is partly I there. I don't but know. again, I think if you Timmy, were wrong think, that much, you mm-hmm. go get help. I think Timmy Chang would welcome a guy who got a pretty good offensive lineman from Northwestern. You think he'd be all, no, we don't want him because uh, if we do something bad to him, he's going to call a lawyer. Some well, you don't, you, don't have, you don't have that problem. Because they're not doing anything wrong. Most schools, I would think, don't have hazing and, and, and things like that. I think a lot of people might, if you're good enough, you know, welcome a, you know, a player that's good enough with open arms. I mean, if you're good, if you're not, well, you know. Some schools would maybe stay away. I'm just giving that as a possible reason why. But as but far you're as basing as far, that on what? My opinion. I'm giving my opinion. Oh, okay. That's opinion. Well, so in your opinion, opinion, some schools would pay away. Because yeah. I don't, I don't, under, I don't think that. I don't know. But how do it, you know it, that's your opinion too? That they won't right. stay away. But so. if you're, but I think what you're looking at is is, is saying your employment. It, 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 you look at your history of employment it, as a plumber, and every time you leave your job, you end up suing someone. Well, guys are going to stay away because you're so litigious, and that's what kind of guy you are. I don't know that they do that in college football for a kid that was sexually abused. They don't blame it on the kid. In that situation, nobody's going to blame the kid. I'm just giving an example on why maybe some school you, you might not want to come forward because of that. As far as the same thing as retaliation, uh, if, if they're going to retaliate against you, and it's possible, I guess you could take further action. But my point was, if you go to the AD and he won't get grant access or the access wasn't granted, go to a lawyer then. If it was that serious of a deal, and apparently it was. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, again, it's to me, it's not that black and white. It's there might be other reasons you didn't go to a lawyer. It's why sometimes in a lot of abuse cases, it never comes out until it's too late. You know, so I don't know. I I can't comment on that, but I'm glad you did. We'll be right back with our top stories coming up on ESPN Honolulu.
congratulations. Uh, we'll get Shevin Cordero is going to join us in a couple of minutes here on ESPN Honolulu. Congratulations to Allison Corpuz, who has made the Solheim Cup, and uh, congratulations to her. Other stories we're following, San Diego State uh, back in uh, good graces with the Mountain West Conference. They will get their $6.6 million that will be released to them now, which means we don't get a share. Bummer. And uh, media polls are out. They say Boise State's going to be number one, and the Offensive Player of the Year uh, just announced this morning in Las Vegas, San Jose State and St. Louis schools, Shevin Cordero. He's standing by now with Josh Pacheco and John Veneri. Guys? Chris, thank you. Shevin, how does that sound? I mean, it sounds good. <laughs> I mean, you were second-team all-conference last year at quarterback. Take me through your growth. You know, that one year at San Jose State, now obviously going into your second. Talk about your growth at that position uh, with the Spartans. Uh, I mean, it all goes down to my team. Uh, I mean, without them, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, just Coach McGiven, um, just teaching me the offense, just getting comfortable and just, just learning something new. Um, I really grew up um, all, all by myself. I think that was really big for me is just moving away from home and doing everything on my own. And, I mean, it really helped me a lot as a football player. Your dream was to be at the University of Hawaii. Your career started at the University of Hawaii. I guess being named the preseason conference first team quarterback must feel pretty good knowing the decisions that you've had to make. We've been through these decisions. Knowing that you've made these decisions, feel pretty good? I mean, it feels good because it's based on my performance last year. And like I said, I won't have that without my team. But, I mean, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it really matters uh, how, how we perform this year and what happens this year and what happens at the end. I know a lot of people say, ah, yeah, you know, it's preseason. It don't really matter. But I know it feels good. <laughs> I mean, it, it gives you a, a, a different kind of confidence. Um, but like I said, um, I'm more looking forward to uh, uh, what happens with the team this year and, mm-hmm. and winning the Mountain West Conference. That's what really matters. Walk us through some of your goals. Uh, obviously, this was one of the goals. But on the field for this season, what are some of your goals? Um, I'm more of, My goals is more team um, team goals uh just winning the mountain west conference going to the sofi la bowl and uh i mean just just winning games that's all that really matters uh when you win games you have fun and uh just looking forward to usc oregon state um all the mountain west games i mean playing the mountain west i mean this might going to be my sixth year and i mean i know all the games are going to be hard no matter who they are um where you play um it's going to be really tough and i mean i'm looking forward to those games Looking forward to going through adversity and uh, coming out of it. For personal growth, however, what did you need to accomplish this summer in the offseason? I mean, just watching more film, um, getting stronger, faster, and just looking at the small things. Um, the small things is what really, really matters. It's not really the big things because the small things will, will make the big things, uh, I mean, more more harder. And uh, I feel like, I mean, I feel like just looking at film, just getting more comfortable with the offense, just getting more comfortable with the receivers, tight ends, uh, the protection, because the protection is what really matters, and knowing what, knowing the protection really helps. And uh, I feel like just getting smarter in the offense uh, was my growth this this um, off season. College football landscape has definitely changed with the uh, the transfer portal. You have now moved over to San Jose State, obviously, and had some success there. When you leave college football, what do you want your legacy to be? Um. I mean, nah, that's a that's a hard that's, because it because it's a hard started question. one place and will end in another. So your legacy actually moves from 
one place to another, and maybe even, it, it, you know, depending on your answer, it could be in two places. What what would you like to be remembered as? I mean, I mean, I'll, obviously, I want to be remembered as a, I mean, a good a good player on the field and off the field. Um, no matter, I mean, San Jose State or Hawaii, I just I just want people to know that I mean, I was a good football player, and I mean, I was respected, and and uh, yeah, that's all that matters. Chevin Cordero joining us, San Jose State quarterback, uh, preseason offensive player of the year with us here at Mountain West Media Days. By the way, you noted specifically the uh, the, the bowl in L.A. Uh, why that bowl in particular? I mean, because the winner of the Mountain West Conference goes to that bowl. There you go. And, I mean, I, mean, that's, I feel like that's everyone's goal over here is to win the Mountain West Conference. And, I mean, that's the bowl game to go to. That the, just needed the confirmation there. Uh, let's let's bring in Gary Dickman in our studios in Honolulu. Gary, yeah, thanks, Josh and Chevin. Good to talk to you. What was it like last year playing the University of Hawaii for the first time as an opponent? And what do you think it'll be like this year coming to TC Ching on campus? I mean, it was pretty weird uh, seeing my seeing my friends uh, on the opposite sideline, um, knowing that they can hit me now. But uh, I mean, it's going to be weirder now going to Hawaii, uh, playing at TC Ching and. Just going to the away locker room in the baseball stadium, just it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be weird for sure. But I mean, it's gonna be fun. Uh, we've already been talking about it, and I mean, it's gonna be a good game. As far as being preseason conference player of the year, is that any added pressure? Um, not really. Um, like I like I said to everyone, it, I mean, it just gives a little confidence. But I mean. Like I said, it doesn't really matter. Um, at the end of the day, what happens after the season, what really matters. You know, I wanted to ask you, um, you mentioned going back to Hawaii. I don't know if you know that it's homecoming, uh, homecoming night that the San Jose State game is. Is that, uh, we oh, know how ouch. usually, usually, <laughs> usually we see people do the homecoming games as like the FCS school or whatever, but it's, it's you guys. Is that, uh, is that any more fuel? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, they can, they can do whatever they want. I mean. I'm going to play like it's a normal game, and, I mean, yeah, I'm going to just go at it just as, like it's a normal game, and, I mean, there's no pressure to it. Do you remember who you played on homecoming last year? Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Nobody <laughs> really remembers yeah, yeah. that stuff. <laughs> Shevin, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thank you for having me. That Thanks is the uh, Offensive Preseason Player of the Year in the uh, Mountain West Conference. Shevin Cordero joining us. Our coverage of Mountain West Media Days here at the Circa, uh, presented by BMW of Honolulu. Guys, uh, any uh, you guys take anything away from that uh, that homecoming answer? Yeah, you know what? The first thing that comes to mind is he went, and I don't even have to see him, inside he's going, oh, yeah? Come on, bring it on, baby. You can have. He's going right now, texting his friends on the team, going, "Hawaii is. Uh, we're the Hawaii homecoming opponent. Kill them." If that wasn't discussed before, it definitely is now. You can just imagine that as bo uh, bulletin board material come that game later on this season because I would imagine Brett Brennan, Chevin Cordero, and everybody's going to remember that. And you're not going to change it. It's going to be homecoming, and that'll be a little bit extra, motiv extra motivation if they do need it for that game. And extra motivation, though, for the University of Hawaii football team. Oh, yeah? Oh, here, here, offensive player of the year? Hey, love you. Love going to school with you. Love you to be a part of this. But for 60 minutes, look out. You get chainsaw coming your way, baby. Well, love Josh, you John, tonight. thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Interesting talking to Chevin Cordero. And, I mean, I, I know there are still fans that are maybe against him for leaving, and I I understand it. I think I never everybody understands. With that. 
Well, they should understand. That's my that's kind of my point. Do people say stuff again? I don't hear stuff Every like now, online. Like, or... When we played them last year, I remember some of the comments. It wasn't a oh. ton or anything. But, oh. I, I mean, that just bothers me. And I, I'm, I don't have mixed feelings. I mean, that happens all over college athletics. And especially in the situation with the coaching situ- problems that were going on, you can't blame any of those guys for leaving at all. So that wouldn't come to my mindset for anybody. What about or- somebody – you'll hear somebody say – well, the other guys stayed and stuck it out. That's fine for them. I, I would never criticize anybody. If they want to go to school, whether it's in Maine instead of Hawaii, Alaska, it's their and, choice. And, and whatever the, the reasons are, we should respect I, it. I believe I believe him, actually, when he says, hey, I just wanted to go to the mainland. I just wanted to try go away. Who knows? Maybe they offered him an NIL or whatever. And uh, I hope he does really, really well, except on homecoming. Right, of course. We would definitely wish him well. Nothing. I mean, I, I, and I think they're a fan that will say the exact same thing, and there might be fans that say, well, you know, you left. I don't want any success for you. And again, well, that's... Yeah, and, and, and a lot. sometimes those are betters, the gamblers. True. But you know what? I, but, I, you know, I, I, th- I think it's totally fine to totally root against the guy on game week, uh, you know, coming to Hawaii. And, and you, why not have some fun? I mean, you know, you have some fun. It's a little rivalry. Well, why, why didn't you go, you know... Here's some Dr. Pepper. Want some Dr. Pepper? Yeah, I mean, you know, have some fun with it. Gosh, it's only sports. By the way, Iliki Tanuvasa uh, will be joining us uh, coming up in a few minutes. Offensive lineman, our center uh, for University of Hawaii. Uh, Josh and John are going to track him down down there. And in addition to that game being homecoming, remember they played for the Dick Tomey Legacy Trophy, I believe is the name of it, for that game as well. So there is something at stake beside the win and the loss. Yeah. But, uh, again, for Shevin, I, I mean, he, I think it's great that he's preseason player of the year. I'm sure he'd rather be postseason player of the year like uh-huh. anybody else. But it just shows he was a good quarterback. Was he one of the best we ever had? Probably not. But, again, we had no. a lot of really good quarterbacks here. A lot. Right. So that's, uh, Again, he's not – and this isn't putting the guy down. It's just a fact. Look at the numbers. He's not a very accurate passer. Plain and simple. I mean, in today's college football, when they're throwing in the high 60s and low 70s, but you know what? Chevin Cordero is a great athlete. You can't can't deny that. He's probably one of the best athletes in the Mountain West Conference. I guarantee you that. Okay, and I, I would also say this, and this is no slight at all either. If he was on Hawaii's team last year, they win more than three games. Oh, sure. I don't know how many more. So that shows that well, even though he's not a 65% thrower, only the best of the best are that high, uh, he's still good enough to have your team uh, win more games than they might otherwise. I think you would be surprised at how many 65% completion uh, quarterbacks there are out there. That's not just the best of the best anymore. This isn't 1983. It but, isn't? Um, <laughs> but, and you know what? But that's no slight on, um, I mean, we were such, we got such a late start last year and the changing of the offense and you know all of this stuff uh you know play from uh, one play caller you got a different play caller now we're doing run and shoot concepts instead of what we started with and some pistol things and it was just it was it was an offense it was an offensive nightmare for a quarterback last year true true um so Braden shager is not there although he is one of the leaders of the team but the only reason he's not there is because he's too young Circa has a strict policy. They have doormen there to make sure you're uh, 21 wow. or over. 
man. That, uh, the Mountain West should kind of rethink that because there might be players on other teams you want to bring up, but they're not of age yet. Yeah, really but, good point. All right. Uh, okay, let's go back over to the Circa in our coverage brought to you by BMW of Honolulu. Josh and John back in Las Vegas. Go ahead, guys. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I've been carded uh, up until this morning when we walked in here to the Circa. I, on, on the other hand, get carded everywhere I go. <laughs> you young guy. <laughs> Iliki Tanuvasa also was carded uh, to get in here to the Circa. They were just Wait, talking back. Which I don't the... understand because he looks older than us. And in fact, <laughs> he's been playing college football longer than we've been alive. We were we were just talking about that while while you were doing another interview. Um, Super Braden, senior. Braden Shager couldn't be here by a month, so you are like the elder statesman. I'm, I'm sorry, but also, how does that feel? Ah, <laughs> oh, I mean, I definitely get all the old man jokes in the locker room. and then Like you got grandkids and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything in the book is thrown out. <laughs> I mean, you know, it keeps me on my toes. keeps me, you know, I like to think it keeps me young. Play with these young guys. I mean, I try not to think about it too much. And the book he's referring to is the Old Testament. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're having some fun with the Likitano Vasa. Uh, let's get some serious now, though. Um some motivation, uh, preseason. Do those things mean anything to you, the preseason standings uh, near the bottom of the barrel on this one? Uh, I mean, shoot, not really. I mean, I think um, our guy Steven Sy asked me about it earlier, and I said I didn't even see it. Like, I didn't even look at it. So, I mean, to me, it don't really matter. I mean, all that matters is, you know, if I can – for me, it's just, you know, if I can trust the guy next to me, that's really my whole thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, people always say what they want to say. I mean – it's great we have those kind of standings and stuff like that. They have those rankings. But to me, it doesn't mean much. I mean, I think for our whole team, we just try to go out there, play as hard as we can, you know, do our thing, do our game, and then, you know, just, get, you know, take it from there. A, a little less on football real quick. How does it feel to be here? Oh, man, this is, I mean, it's very cool, a little bit overwhelming. I mean, I'm just an island kid, so this this is pretty, like, this is a little much, but definitely a great experience. Like, yeah, super we, fun. we were talking earlier. Um, you got to experience Stadium Swim uh, for the first time. I mean, you've been, you've been to pools, but that's different. Yeah, they're like, we go to the pools. Oh, yeah, nice nice and cool little pool, chill. Go up there. The escalator is like 10 stories high. I said, okay. And then we go through security. Got to get patted down. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Then you get out there. There's about 10 pools. I said, Oh, this is a pool pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it feels good when it's 112 degrees outside. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. At, but being here, how do you feel being kind of, uh, you and Logan both, being the ambassadors of Hawaii football this year? Man, it's like, a, it's such a huge honor. I mean, I always see the, the over the years, the different guys that go and just getting chosen, you know, to be thought of as that person to represent, you know, our team and, you know, the state of Hawaii. It's a true honor. Iliki Tanuvasa joining us here, Mountain West Media Days. Uh, our coverage driven by BMW of Honolulu. Let's bring Gary Dickman in from our uh, Honolulu studios. Gary? Yeah, Iliki, thank you for joining us. And I'm kind of curious, I think a lot of the Hawaii football fans are. In the summer, we hear about seven on seven workouts. What are the offensive linemen doing in the summer to get ready for next season? Oh, man. Um, our offensive line coach, uh, Coach Roman Sapolu. Um, he, he has us on a very, very busy, tight, you know, very strict schedule. And, you know, we love it. Um, we're doing we're doing extra work, you know, all the time. Um, after after our normal workouts, we have another workout, um, the Coach Sapolu workouts, and then on top of that, we have another one after that. 
And then uh, we come in on the weekends when, you know, you know, just us, though, like with the O-line, we come in on the weekends, we do extra film, extra field work, extra lift. So, I mean, we, we got to put in, you know, we got to keep up with, you know, the speed of our receivers and stuff. So we got to make sure we give them time so we have that explosive explosiveness so the fans, you know, have a great time watching great entertainment. So we're putting in a lot, a lot of work. So there, Gary, <laughs> there you go. Let me apologize for Gary just a second because it, it sounded as if he was saying, do you guys do any work while they're working? <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 we know that you guys do a lot of one-on-one drills, uh, slapping hands, bodied it up. Uh, it gets physical for you guys. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, it's a it's a dogfight every play. I mean, we put in, you know, not just with our D line with each other. You know, I think we compete compete more with our our own O line room and, um, amongst ourselves than anybody <laughs> else. So yeah, it's always you know going head to head, doing the physical stuff because at the end of the day, that's what matters in the game, doing all the physical. Gary's got one more. Yeah, so the excitement level for the run and shoot is really taking off. Fans keep talking about it, media players, of course. Can you tell us how this offense is going to achieve the success? Maybe not like 2007, but be an offense that's going to be really tough for opposing defenses. Uh, I think, you know, Coach Timmy, I mean, I don't know who, who would do it better than him. Um, he's adding his own little flavors here and there, um, adding his own, you know, different different things to the run and shoot. And I think it's just, you know, we have a very, um, you know, young, young um, skills positions for our receivers, and I think they're just hungry. I mean, I think for the most part, we're just gonna. I think the best thing is we're all gonna play super, extremely hard for one another and do the best to represent the islands of Hawaii. So I think having that pride and have that little chip on our shoulder is exactly what we're gonna we're gonna need and what we're gonna do in order to achieve what we want to achieve this year. Let me ask you this: the difference between your blocking schemes last year as opposed to what you're going into this year. I know camp hasn't started, but Sapolu actually learned a little bit of the, the blocking schemes from Dennis McKnight. Uh, just the difference in, in what you're having to work out now. I mean, for me, I've actually been pretty blessed. I got to, you know, run this offense back in high school, all through high school, and then run it with Coach Rolovich. So for me, it's a little bit more of a refresher than the, than the younger guys. So, I mean, it's just a little, a little different here and there of how, you know, we want to move the pocket a little bit. Uh, instead of having a normal traditional pocket, and now we can play around with where we want the quarterback in certain situations. So I think it just gives us a different opportunity, you know, to, you know, play around with the quarterback, pick the defense, you know, pick the defense around, and just kind of find the different weaknesses out there, and then just, you know, air it out, and then they'd let the boys do what they do. Perfect answer from one of the guys on the team that'll be collecting Social Security in just a few years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one for you, Leaky. Um, we were talking earlier, you and Logan Taylor representing Hawaii uh, here at Mountain West Media Days. How would you describe your teammate? Man, Logan, you know, that, that guy, he's, he's one of a kind for sure. You know, it's very, you know, very surreal. You know, I played against Logan uh, back in high school. He came, him and his team came down here. Uh, I think one of the biggest things he takes a lot of pride in is being our spiritual leader on the team. You know, helping each other, helping people, you know, find their faith, help to help them out with any situations they're going through. I mean, he has he has um, I mean, he has Bible studies all the time. And and just recently I was going through, you know, it's a little little adversity in my life. And I went to and he helped me get through it. You know, he he helped me, you know, he let me open up. And that's the kind of guy he is. He's there for his teammates. Um, but, you know, when he's on the field and he flipped that switch and he's a, he's a different human being, the tenacity that he plays with, you know, the aggressiveness, the physicalness. I mean, man, he, he can do it all. And the thing about him, he's 100% all the time. Oh, he, he's a go, go, go. It don't matter if it's walkthrough or anything. My man is taped up, ready to go. And I think it's really refreshing to see someone work so hard, even in the little things, put so much effort into just, just the small stuff. And then it don't matter what we're doing. He's going 1,000%. 
So I think, you know, that's the kind of guy he is, you know, hard worker, great leader, and just a, you know, a great teammate to have on the team. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your first car wash here at Mountain West Media Days. Thanks for coming on by and joining us. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's uh, Iliki Tanuvasa here at Mountain West Media Days, our coverage driven by BMW of Honolulu. Guys, that is the most well-spoken offensive lineman I have ever talked to. Iliki Tanuvasa, yeah. guys. What is, Josh, what is the, what is the car wash? Let the audience in on that one. Oh. Sorry, yeah, the car wash, it's a, it's a term where you go to different uh, different stations, you, you go and meet with different people. So here you've got radio row slash area, uh, you've got print, you've got uh, TV, and then you've got like CBS Sports Network and Fox doing tape stuff, and then Mountain West Network is live. So yeah, the car wash is you're basically hitting everything. Okay, I was a little distracted during that interview because all I was thinking of is what 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 the heck is going on with those swimming pools? What state? What is it? Is there so a bunch st- of slides and things? Is it like a water park? I've I haven't been there. Um, oh. I plan to see it later, but it's it's like a. I don't want to say it's a sports book, but. Um, it kind of got, is, though. It, it kind of is, yeah, because you've got the big screens. You can watch a bunch of games, and you've got a bunch of pools. And um, you can sit around. You can kind of lounge around. And, and it's one of the bigger pool areas I think you, you end up finding here in Vegas. Yeah, the TV wow. viewing is fantastic, and it costs money to even just go look at it. I remember when we were up there last <laughs> time, I think it was $20 to go in, even if you didn't just wanted to look or go swim. But I've seen the videos and the pictures from people. It looks uh-huh. incredible. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Uh, back in uh, a few years ago, they would have called that a COVID super spreader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh and John, thank you very much. We'll check back with you in a bit. Uh, thank you again to uh, BMW of Honolulu for uh, making our uh, Mountain West Media Days coverage possible uh, on ESPN Honolulu. We are way late for our break. We'll check our traffic here on National Hot Dog Day and be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Okay, folks, if you're ever, ever in Las Vegas and you're near the, you're downtown, we're talking about the Circa, you have to, and, and, and it's not like a casual, you have to, right, but you have to, you'll regret your stay in Las Vegas if you do not go to Saginaw's Delicatessen. In the Circa, like second floor, yeah, it was really it, good. And they're open. They're a lot of they're like open at like twenty four hours or until like five a.m. or something. Yeah, like, it's like that. at least three or four in the morning, if not later. Yes. If you they have their own, they make their own potato chips. And if you've ever, if you've ever thought that you know what a bologna sandwich tastes like, you don't know bologna until you've been to Saginaw's. And their pastrami, which isn't easy to do, is great. What? Really good, good deals. And the fact that they're open, now you have to be over twenty one to get a sandwich there. Yeah, I think uh, most of our audience is over 21, so that's who we're talking to. But It is that good. It is that good and a great location. Mm-hmm. Circa's pretty cool. I mean, that yeah. sports book is the most unique, incredible sports book I've been to. And I remember when the MGM, before it got renovated and um, smaller, that sports book was crazy. Caesar's the same, but the sports book at Circa is really impressive. Lounge chairs, uh, reserved tables. It's just really comfortable and the biggest screens you'll ever see. See, I, I'm old school. I like the uh, I like the I like the kind of place you'd see with uh, on the television show Vegas with Dan Tana. <laughs> I, I'd rather sit at a little desk like a student desk with a little ashtray on the table, whether you smoke or not. You have an ashtray there with some some people's butts, and you're kind of figuring it out and making your sports bets. I like old school. 
I'm you, serious. Well, I, love it. I like not smelling anybody else's old cigarettes and having well, a Well, go to a casino, you can't get away from it, right? Yeah, true, true. But it's circa, again, like the, the uh, stadium swim, Saginaw, even that sports book, if you're into that. I mean, it's uh, just inc- it's incredible viewing well, when you look I, at that. Come to think of it, as an ex-smoker, I enjoy smelling other people's <laughs> cigarette butts. <laughs> Maybe that's a problem. Uh, hey, you, you, let's take a moment here. Uh, we've been talking about University of Hawaii football all morning. Of course, the Mountain West media days are going on, and, 100, and it's only 112 in Vegas right now, so what are they complaining about? That's crazy. It's a little cooler. Yeah, uh, that's it, crazier. Well, you just basically you stay indoors. That's all. Did you see Phoenix set a record most days over 110, 20 days in a row now, I believe it is. It just was 19 yesterday of over 110. You know what? They'll break that record next year, and they'll break that record next year. It's kind of it's kind of what we've done to Earth. It's kind of coming back at us now and going, okay. So I don't want to get on that. I don't want to get on that. I don't, yeah, I don't want to go down that road. Okay. But anyway, what I was getting at is I want to say congratulations to a good friend of ours, uh, Kevin Hashiro. I uh, used to work at this radio station many years ago. He is Shamanad Sports Information Director, and he was honored by the PacWest as the PacWest Communicator of the Year. So congratulations to Kevin Hashiro. Uh, Kevin originally from Maui, and uh, he's a University of Hawaii student. But uh, good job by Kevin. And I see here that, you know, because these guys in the PacWest, they're not big-budget schools. So usually you have, like, one sports information director, one SID. Right. I mean, how many do they have at UH? Like four or something like that? At least. Yeah, like four or five, and you know, but they have a lot more. Actually, UH has a lot more sports to cover, granted. But, you know, all of the sports that you have in the Pac West, I mean, remember, you've got men's and women's soccer, men's and women's basketball. You've got women's volleyball, golf Baseball, in a lot softball, of cases. Golf, tennis. Baseball, yeah, right. So you have one guy. I don't think Kevin ha- lives anywhere. He doesn't have a known address because he's always at a game. Think about it. He has to he has to give results of all of these different games that are going on. He's the only guy. And I see here in this release that was released by the communicator of the year, Kevin Hashiro, that he's getting an assistant. Oh, that's great. Finally. <laughs> yeah. That's the reward anyway. for being communicator of the year. They get you an assistant. Yeah, congratulations, Kevin Hushero. We're so proud of you, and uh, I think it's been a long time coming. By the way, congrats, Kevin. The only other, the only, what I said, congrats, Kevin. The only other um, Hawaii person to get this award is uh, another good friend of ours, John Barry at HPU back in uh, 2010. I wonder how John's doing. He's some at some college on the mainland. He's somewhere. in Remember Massachusetts John? at a D two school. And I forget the name of it right now. But yeah, John's yeah. a really good guy too, as well. John John was a great soccer player yes, back in yeah. the day. His father was the goalie, the famous goalie coach here, right, Jack Barry? Oh, I'm not sure. Is it cool? Yeah, I I, I lied. The uh, last guy that we have get the communicator of the year was Scott Lowe from BYU Hawaii. The very next day, uh, the very next year, excuse me. But uh, congratulations once again, Kevin Hashiro, Communicator of the Year uh, in the PacWest from all of your friends here at ESPN Honolulu. More on Mountain West Conference Media Days. Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend dropped the lawsuit. What else is going on? Uh, lots going on this morning here. Congratulations once again to Allison Corpuz, uh, who has now made the Solheim Cup team uh, in the LPGA, so that's very good news too. All right, we'll be back with a lot more coming up. 
on ESPN Honolulu. Looks like the, the, you know, we've got some wind and rain coming, but uh, the folks, we do have a flood advisory for Oahu, a high wind warning and a high surf advisory for the east shores uh, for Oahu. And it looks like um, uh, they did pretty well on the big island with uh, Tropical Storm Calvin going by. Uh, not, you know, no major damage on the big island. They've got just lots of rain. We've got some rain coming in now. But um, actually... We have a guest on the phone who's stuck in traffic. Eric Matthews is a sports information director, since we were talking about snow. He is the marketing the marketing guru at the University of Hawaii. He joins us now. Where are you stuck in traffic, Eric? Uh, right off the poly onto the H1 and trying to get to you guys, but did not work in my favor. How? What is it like? Is it just windy and rainy like it is here in Iaea? Yeah, windy, rainy, uh, everybody kind of taking their time, making sure that they're uh, playing it safe, and I'm right there in the middle of it. All right, well, good stuff. We'd rather be safe than sorry. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah, good to have you on, Eric. And we were talking the last couple of days about football season tickets. They did go on sale on Monday, but also starting today, there's a great deal with a cakey season ticket package and a 1,000 free football tickets per game. Tell us a little bit more about this. Gary, I'm really excited about this because it's it's doing something that we've been wanting to do for a while, and now that we have the capability of it, with the stadium expanding and everything kind of opening up over the last year, is we are really wanting everyone to know how important it is to have families be a part of our atmosphere and that it's a family-friendly atmosphere. So we got to thinking, and we came up with this idea that I think really helps families because we know – like we've talked about in the past, when you go to UH, you go to a game, you're spending your hard-earned money. So what we're doing is with the purchase of at least one season ticket, one adult season ticket, you can claim up to two youth tickets per household. So to give you an example, if your household is your wife, you, three kids, and a granddad, you can pay – for you and your wife and your third child, which is for that youth ticket, but then you get the other two tickets for free. If you're a single-parent family with two kids, you pay for you, you get two free youth tickets. All you got to do is use a promo code that we're going to release at 9 a.m. You'll see it on our website. You will see it on social media. And you use that promo code, you are set, and you got two free youth tickets to bring the entire family. That is great news. We've had a lot of questions from people saying, you know what, I bought season tickets already. I renewed them earlier. Does everybody who's, is this good for everybody? Or is it like a cell phone deal where it's only new season ticket sales? The promotion is for new season ticket sales, but if you have already renewed and you're already one of our dedicated season ticket members, contact the ticket office. They'll take care of you. Okay, good. Thank you. 
Somebody did also text in a question yesterday, and I think, I mean, I all well, you ex- answered, obviously, is what happens if you only are able to buy single game tickets? Are there any kind of similar deals? Mm. For, for single game, not right now. This is strictly for season ticket holders. Now, we will have stuff that comes up later on when we go on sale with single game tickets, but for right now, it is just season ticket sales for the K-Key season ticket package. Okay, and you but, just, yeah. But, but I do want to point this out, though, Gary, is here's another incentive for you. Again, we want you to bring the entire family. If you sign up now for the KK season ticket package, it also carries over into next season for 2024. So two free youth tickets for your kids this year and next year by enrolling now for new season ticket holders. You're going to throw in some hot dogs, anything else you want to sweeten that deal with? Anything. Free drinks. Free bottled water. Nothing. Not the moment, my friend. I hope we can <laughs> one day, but we can't right now. We're going with the free ticket. <laughs> well, you know, we saw the theme nights that you're having. I mean, we see a Greg yeah. Salas appreciation night. That's great. Chris and I were a little surprised there wasn't a sports animals appreciation night. See, that's in the works. I know you guys are such <laughs> big basketball fans. I was kind of waiting to unveil that, you know, when we get closer to basketball season. So don't ruin the surprise just yet. Golly, guys. Okay. He's like, okay, what game? Okay. You know what? Uh, We're going to need some help at the HPU game. Chris and Gary night. (laughs) Again, the the password for the promotion will be unveiled at 9 a.m. on social media platforms under Hawaii Athletics, correct? Yeah. And at the website. Hawaii Athletics. Yes, on the website, be front and center. There will be a promo code right there for you. As soon as you get on the website, you'll see it right there with a graphic with Jonah Pinoke. You'll see it right there, social media-wise. Follow us on Hawaii Athletics on Twitter, on Facebook, on Threads, and on Instagram. You'll see it pop up on, on there and use that promo code when you go to buy your tickets, and you're, you're set. Eric Matthews from the University of Hawaii joining us here on ESPN Honolulu via the Aloha Kia Hotline. Again, great work with what we're seeing with the theme nights. Homecoming with San Jose State. We were talking with Chevin Codera a little while ago. What else can the fans expect to experience that might be a little different from last year if there are any other changes right now? One of the big changes, I'm going to go, I'm going to go the obvious is you know about the video board. There was speculation a month or so ago that the video board would not be here and would not be working on time. That's mm. false. It's yeah. here. It is being in, it was already installed. We were taking care of all the other like inner workings of it, and yesterday was the first time we got to have a chance to turn it on and play around with it and work with it. It is here. It is working. It will be available for game one. So. That's- that's one of the big ones. That's one of the obvious ones if you've kind of been kind of following around on social media. Uh, another point, and Chris, I know this one's going to be right up your alley because every time I come on with you, you always ask me about it, is our food options. Is we ha- uh-huh. Last, I last hear year at football, last year at football, we had a, like, that was one of our big things last year was all the food trucks yeah. that we had. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. Not, Cutting, we're not cutting down on food trucks. We're still going to be able to have the same supply. They're going to be in different locations throughout, but we're going to have the same supply. But in the end zones and on the Mackay sideline where we've added seats, 
We've also added concession stands, small concession stands, inside the bleachers for easier access for fans that will be sitting in those sections. So you have the same food selection from next year, just with those food trucks and different varieties, more than a lot of college football teams can provide. And then for easier access in the games, fans will have the opportunity to go underneath in the stands, and we'll have concession stands open there as well. That's great news. You know, I'm sure, you know, food trucks are big all over the country, but nobody does food trucks like we do here in Hawaii. And I bet nobody does it, has as many food trucks as we do. It's kind of a cool, a cool thing. You know, it's a, a University of Hawaii thing. That's pretty cool. It, it is. And that's the thing, man, is you look at what we're able to provide with that. Plus, and this has not been publicized all that much, and I want to make sure that we hit on this. You look at our season tickets right now, the ticket price in the end zone is 150 for an adult ticket for the entire season. That comes out to about $21 per game. That is one of the lowest-priced FBS tickets in the entire country. So for families and for Hawaii, we know your hard-earned dollar when you come here, you're spending it wisely for the entire family because we have those food choices. We have ticket prices that are some of the lowest in the country. There's all these things that we're really wanting to provide for families. Uh, awesome. All right, tickets are on sale. Now, I'm sorry, Gary, you had one more thing? Yeah, somebody just quick. texted in a question about the speaker system compared to with the new scoreboard and especially comparing it with last year and the year before with some of the issues. Well, the speakers don't come from the scoreboard. I know. You... Oh, okay. Correct. So, But here's what we have done with that. So just to kind of give everybody a little bit better of a layout, so the way that this is, we only have the speaker system is located in the um, the EVA end zone. So that's where it is. That's where it's stationary. We've not been able to put in extra speakers across the facility because, like you just said, Chris, it doesn't come from the scoreboard that we just installed. But if you went to games last year, you probably noticed a bunch of times like, things would cut out. You know, the national anthem, you know, it would kind of be in and out all the time. Uh-huh. We have fixed that. I made oh, sure that kind of we went out and got we went out and got a frequency coordinator, and we went and took care of a few things. We've got that solved too. All right, that's good news because that's what they were specifically asking about. Eric, we'll let you go. We're uh, in contact with the guys in Las Vegas at Media Days. This has been a great help, folks. HawaiiAthletics.com, the place to go and to get those uh, cakey tickets for free with your purchase of one-season tickets. Uh, that information, again, coming out at 9 o'clock on social media and HawaiiAthletics.com. Uh, hey, be safe out there, and uh, thank you for joining us, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, fellas. Talk to you soon. All right, that's Eric Matthews, uh, the Department uh, Director of Marketing there uh, for sports at the University of Hawaii. He appears via the Aloha Kia hotline. At Aloha Kia, you know a guy, check out the website, alohakia.com. Yeah, food trucks. Huh? I mean, that, that makes it, that makes, that's, that's really good food. I mean, if you like chicken strips and, you know, the kind of food that they have, that's fine. A, a lot of kids might per, per, prefer that, since we're talking about families at football games. But nothing like a local moco or some call bee 
while you're watching some football. And I like the fact what he mentioned that they're going to have new concession stands underneath or inside the bleachers, which means when it rains, you won't get wet. And I remember every third quarter, I'll go down there after halftime and check out the food trucks and I'll get something. And there was about three or four games where it was like pouring at the beginning of the third quarter, not throughout the game. Why would you get something to eat? They provide you with free bentos. I, for some reason, never really had those or for whatever reason. Uh, oh. and we, before, when we All did right. the pregame show, we were busy. And the last couple of years, getting there a little later. Uh, oh. But anyway, that's but that's good to go. Also, I want to see, check out what they have, what they got there. They have some sure. really good selections. Sure. I've given you. But I, now you can I'm keep just throwing, dry. I'm just throwing some shade on you. Yeah, and you know what? You're closer to the beer. <laughs> of course. Right? See? Conquered so many different avenues there. Right. We're super late. Let's get another traffic update, and uh, we'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. We're just flying along here this morning. It's the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, remember, Bobby Curran returns to the air 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. coming up starting on Monday. Uh, we are um, um, in contact with um, Josh Pacheco and John Veneri in uh, Las Vegas, the Mountain West Media Days. In fact, coming up in just a few minutes, uh, we are going to be talking with San Diego State Safety, Sedarius Barfield. Not familiar with him, but we'll find out more uh, as it's Players' Day at Media Days. And we did get a text regarding the scoreboard uh, when we were talking with Eric Matthews. And the question was asked, um, you know, the, the whole speaker situation, because last year they're cutting in and out. So they hired an expert. They fixed that. So that's good news. Right. But then here's another question. Thank you, Mike, for the text. It says, if the speakers are only located in the EVA end zone, Will it be excessively louder there? The student section was moved to the other side. That's a good question. Maybe you can text I, um, uh, Eric because he's just stuck in traffic. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to text him, but I will. Maybe you can. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Right. Yes. Yeah. And we know that the uh, students have been moved. We know that for sure. We mentioned that last week. Yeah. Mike also texted because we said whenever in Vegas you got to stop by Saginaw's uh, Deli in the um, in the hotel there. In the Circa Hotel. Yeah. And he says, Ben Sherman's corned beef and pastrami sandwich. That's what he's recommending. I'm saying go, in straight, go straight bologna. You've never tasted bologna until you went to Saginaw's. All right. Josh and John from Las Vegas coming up next on ESPN Honolulu. What we're following today, our top uh, stories are the, well, the media polls are out in the Mountain West Conference. Media days are back. And the bologna sandwich at uh, Saginaw's is absolutely fantastic. Josh Pacheco and John Veneri are at the Circa in Las Vegas. We have coverage now brought to you by BMW of Honolulu. Josh and John, hi. I don't know that sandwich. Do you? Go to uh, Saginaw's. No. Saginaw's, okay. We'll keep that in mind. Second floor. Uh, <laughs> second floor there. <laughs> we will, uh, we will keep that in mind. They make their own chips. You've had way too much time here in, you know, uh, in Las Vegas, Gary. <laughs> just at 3 in the morning. Sorry. Just at 3 <laughs> in the morning. That's <laughs> which, is, which is when the best stuff happens is at 3 yep. in the morning. Uh, our coverage is, as Chris mentioned, driven by BMW 
of Honolulu. And I want to welcome in uh, Sidarius Barfield, who is the uh, safety for San Diego State. He joins us now uh, here at Mountain West Media Days. Uh, how are you enjoying it so far? Uh, it's been fun uh, being able to connect with these uh, other players from other conference, uh, from this conference. Uh, it's been cool just getting to know what they what they like to do outside of football, uh, you know, because when you look at it, we're all players and people as well. Yeah, you, you guys had a, a whole bunch of fun stuff you did yesterday, right? Yes, sir. Uh, we got to take pictures. Um, it had a dope little scenery with the lights going on and then your logo in the background, and then they had pretty cool uh, music going on, and then we were able to go to the little cabana by the poolside and just be able to have a little buffet and go into the pool. It's very hot over here, so that helped a lot. But it must feel pretty good being your team's ambassador, kind of hanging out and, and, and representing your team. Yes, sir. Uh, it's very appreciative for sure to be chosen. And uh, and of the two of you, you know the team better because your yes, your uh, your cohort here at uh, at at Media Day is is a transfer. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about um, your thoughts going. You're one week away from camp, and obviously everybody's just about ready to start some start it up. Just your thoughts in uh, in going into this season. I'm very excited uh, being here for this. Going to be my sixth season, so they call me the old guy on the street. Um, it's just fun to be able to play with a bunch of different guys, a bunch of different personalities, and everything like that. Uh, Going into this season, you could tell basically from the workouts, uh, a lot of people don't realize that football kind of is, is a year-long sport right after uh, the bowl game. You have winter workouts, and then you go into spring ball. And after spring ball, you go into summer workouts, and then we're about to go into fall camp. It's just cool seeing um, the hard work about to pay off, hopefully, and just to play for a Mountain West championship. I know uh, here at Media Day, I'm sure you've been prepped and warned about certain questions regarding your conference, your conference membership. What you can you can tell the two of us? Has that been difficult for you guys? Just kind of having um, to deal with with uh, the way our coach has handled it, Coach Hoke. Uh, it has not been difficult at all. We haven't worried about it or anything. No. With just letting us be kids and just play football. That's our main goal. Just to play for a championship that's great uh and and playing football hawaii uh do you guys see that as a rivalry with hawaii as much as maybe hawaii sees it as a rivalry because i know hawaii fresno state would you see that as a good pretty good rivalry the games are always good yeah i also i honestly think that because a lot of people looking in they might not see that but um when you look at it kind of san diego and hawaii the scenery is kind of the same with like the beaches and everything like that and a lot of players um, are going to be guys, Samoans, or people that was born in Hawaii, and so they're going to have a lot of family and stuff out there, and so a lot of people are going to know each other. They're going to be cousins or friends or just <laughs> know each other somehow, so I see it as that, yes, sir. Your outlook on just, uh, you're, you're a safety, defensive player. Uh, you're like 40 years old now on the team. <laughs> uh, just your thoughts on uh, on what you've been able to accomplish uh, over the uh, the course of the off season and, and preparing yourself but helping your teammates get ready for the season. I feel like at the most part just staying healthy. Uh, the past couple of years I felt as though I haven't played um, a full season. I played like nine games and I played ten games and everything like that. Um, and just finally be able to be comfortable. Uh, every year I've switched positions, started at corner, then moved to boundary safety and finally – and then last year moved to field safety and finally be able to come back into that. Uh, and then being a leader, like you said, just kind of leading the, the younger guys that's coming on the D-line and um, a lot of the young guys and the linebackers. And having that group that we do in the DBs, we're very experienced group, so they're going to kind of lean on us for the leadership. You have a lot of really important football before you get to Hawaii, which is about mid-season. Yes, and while that's really important, what is it? What, what do you think about when you hear – Hawaii has now gone to complete run and shoot. As a safety, do you think about that 
does it does it is it in, uh, in your mind about what that might mean for you defensively? You definitely do. Uh, you have to be very well conditioned because you know that they're gonna come out there and run a gun type thing. They're gonna bring in. Um, they're gonna have a lot of depth too as well. So they're gonna have fresh legs and everything like that. And as a DB, you kind of you're kind of out there the whole time, and so you have to be able to run with them uh, and kind of know what personnel that they do have in there. Yes, sir. Sidarius so Barfield joining us, safety at San Diego State. He joins us here for Mountain West Media Days. Let's bring in Gary Dickman from Honolulu. He's got a few for you. Yes, Sidarius, so thanks for joining us. And one of the things about San Diego State that's been a constant is how good their defense has been. What do you attribute that to? Uh, definitely just uh, just the history. Uh, you, as everyone knows, uh, it's a rocky long defense. And just carrying that on, uh, Coach Oak has done a great job just just implementing the idea of playing harder, playing longer than uh, the people across from you. And so it's just something that um, as a defense, we know what the people before us has done and kind of just holding up to the standard. In your well, experience going around the Mountain West, which schools, which fan base is the rowdiest, the noisiest? Ooh, that's hard. Uh, a lot of people that might not know about the Mountain West just doesn't know that I feel as though every school, um, because they're kind of in a, a college town, everyone uh, kind of goes and shows up for their team. Uh, but definitely, of course, uh, Hawaii is one because a lot of locals and stuff like that. And when you think about Hawaii, it kind of is a little isolated. So when they're having a game, uh, there's really nothing else you want to do but go to a game. And then also, of course, uh, Fresno State, uh, you know, the Valley and everything like that. Um, not not too much to do out there, and so they, they love their team. And then, you know, Boise State, um, that blue turf and just um, the history that they do have, they're always going to support their uh, their Broncos. You know, on, on that note, uh, second year now, Snapdragon Stadium, I know you guys are trying to make that into something similar, um, you know, for your fan base and, and your program. You've seen for a year now. Um, how do you feel like that's come along? Um, I feel like it's come along great uh, because, as everyone knows, we were playing in Carson for a little bit. Um, so it was kind of hard just driving about two hours away, you know, uh, our fans sometimes not be able to make it. So it felt like an away game sort of thing every game. Uh, and then last year, finally having our stadium, it, it was fun. You know, we just basically uh, putting our toes in the water, just getting used to it, uh, the scenery, our fans getting used to the stadium as well. And so I feel as though this year will be a little bit more of a, little home field advantage being um, used to it and just knowing how everything works out. Well, let us be the first to apologize to you when you come to Hawaii because you're leaving Snapdragon Stadium and coming to <laughs> one of the smaller stadiums. Also, uh, good luck to you in, in your season, except for October 14th, if you don't mind. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, though. That's Sedarius Barfield. Thanks for joining us. Uh, he is the uh, safety there at San Diego State, uh, recognized by Athlon Sports, recognized by uh, Phil Steele, and uh, he joins us here at Mountain West Media Day as our coverage driven by BMW of Honolulu. Guys, I just saw uh, Logan Taylor. Uh, he's got, I guess, one other obligation he's doing. So uh, this is kind of a, a, a an all-defense half hour, if you will. So uh, we'll see you shortly with Logan Taylor, but we'll send it back to you guys here for a couple minutes. Thank you, Josh. Uh, second floor, Saginaw's. Check it out. Um, I'm not sure. I, I wasn't a fan of the little comment that uh, the voice of University of Hawaii football uh, said about uh, our stadium. Apologizing. Apologize. Veneri, you apologize for that comment. Come on. Jeez, it's hard enough. We don't need our own guys rooting against us. <laughs>
Oh, boy. Okay, so I'm excited about Logan Taylor. I'm kind yes. of even more excited uh, when talking when the guys were talking with Aliki Tanavasa and, uh, you know, talks about the leadership that Logan Taylor has on that team. Uh, Aliki explained, if you missed it earlier, he was going through, a, you know, a, a rough patch uh, in life, and, and um, you know, he went to Logan Taylor, who hosts Bible studies for uh, players who want to go, and and uh, he helped him out, gave him some advice, talked to him, took him under his wing. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's that's pretty strong leadership at, I don't know, 21 years old, however, however old, well, he's 21 or 22, Logan Taylor. I mean, that's some mature stuff. I'm really excited to hear from him in person in just a few minutes. Yeah, me too. And, you know, some of the things you hear, like the story you just said, is something most fans wouldn't expect to hear about their players, their team. So there's a lot of things that go on that we're not aware of. That's just an example of that. And when he came on the scene last year as an injury replacement, he was one of the not only one of the brighter spots for this team, but at times maybe the best player on defense for a while, one of the top two or three, certainly. Yeah. He was that good. Yeah, and here's what the, the key stat. I was mentioning this off the air. We were just, you know, shooting the breeze. And, um, you know, Peter Manuman, how great he's been, and Cam Stone, you know, first team, all Mountain West Conference, these defensive backs. We want Logan Taylor to be the leading to, to be the leading tackler on the team. <laughs> yeah. Or one of the other linebackers. We don't want our defensive backs to lead the team in uh, tackles. No. That's what that, that that's the key uh, for a good defense. And speaking of Aliki Tanuvasa, uh, who is a you know predicted to be a very good one of the best centers in the Mountain West Conference, uh, he was talking about his coach Roman Sapolu, and um, I was at a, a, an outing and I was sitting down with the football coaches, just you know sitting around. And um, they were teasing him. The other coaches were teasing Roman Sapolu. Do you know why? No. They were teasing him about his diet. They said he eats like a child. So if you're somewhere, you might be having chicken breast or a steak or something like that. Coach Sapolu is the guy that orders, like, the chicken fingers. They said they were teasing him about it. And, he, you know, he, he, he took it. He, he didn't deny it. He likes the chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese and things like that. Some people say you are what you eat. Well, I wouldn't say he's a child, especially to his <laughs> face. Know. But the other coaches, I thought that was cute. They were they were teasing him, and he had nothing to say. He's like, yeah, I like I like chicken nuggets. That's what I like. I'm sure his anyway, dad approved. Uh, yeah, well, he's an adult now, so I guess you eat whatever you want. Um, let's see. Gosh, a lot to go over today. The Mountain West Conference. So we were talking a little bit about San Diego State with the player right there and earlier today. And Gloria Navarez, the commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, did exactly the right thing by, uh, by say, you know, settling this whole thing with San Diego State. You know, San Diego State says, no, nah, we're not going to move, and we believe them, wink, wink, or at least for now. So what she had been doing is, <laughs> you know, not only would they have had to pay $34 million to exit early before at the end of june but they'd also not get 6.6 million dollars that was coming to them so that was coming from like bowl games and tv contracts or something like that and probably basketball but remember the basketball team went to the championship game okay right so she was i don't know if you can withhold their share of them getting it 
I don't think you're allowed to. They can't withhold what San Diego State earned rightfully. It was the ancillary money. I think what they were going to do is take that as part of the money for the exit fee. Excuse me. I think that was the deal with that. So they weren't really taking it away. They were using it for that maybe down payment type of thing. Oh, okay. They were gonna they were gonna take it out of that. So they only had to pay twenty eight million or whatever. But anyway, so what we found out is that yeah, they are not withdrawing it now. She believes them, and uh, they are uh, they do get their six point six million dollars. Now this is money that we don't get, right? We don't get any of this money. Do we get a little bit? We get a little bit of that. Oh, no, because we're not in the basketball for the Mountain West. Yeah, I don't know how. Well, we won't get any of the basketball money, no. Well, we don't get any of the TV money, obviously, because right. we have our own TV deal. Right. But the ex- I thought you meant the exit fee money. I'm not sure where that actual money goes, though. I don't think it goes to the schools, though. Well, they don't give it to charity. <laughs> no, it's not, not us- like a Major League but Baseball I, fine. I, I thought they do kind of disperse that between people. Do they? That's re- why we I'm- wanted them to leave. You know, when you cough, mm. you can turn off your microphone. There's a way to turn it off. I'm not sure where it goes. I'm not sure if it goes to the schools or not. It's 60 minutes after the hour here with the animals on National Hot Dog Day. We're standing by. Uh, we're expecting Logan Taylor to be joining us uh, from the University of Hawaii in Las Vegas in uh, media days. And um, I should remind you also that, hey, if you're stuck in traffic uh, this afternoon, pull on over if you're in IAEA to Dixie Grill Barbecue and Crab Shack. They got one of the best happy hours ever. You're gonna love the food options and the poo poos they have. They got calamari and uh, they got they got all kinds of poo poo. Uh, so check it out for a great, fun, relaxed atmosphere. Dixie Grill Barbecue and Crab Shack. Now coming up next, uh, more from Mountain West Media Days, and uh, we'll check your traffic right now on ESPN Honolulu. Good morning. Weather today here on Oahu. We still have that uh, wind advisory in effect. Also a flood advisory for Oahu and a high surf advisory for uh, folks on the east side. Uh, Calvin did not cause as much trouble as they expected on the Big Island, so that's good news as the storm goes under the Big Island. I know that uh, when it hit uh, late last night, early this morning, uh, winds have been down to 45 miles per hour. Uh, so here on Oahu, what we're ex- is expected is we just got lots of rain, and it's going to be windy and rainy today. And then we'll see a little bit maybe late night and into the morning tomorrow, but the storm will pass on by. So that is great news. I mean, we get, you know, for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's the way the the cold water before the islands, but we see these hurricanes, which are tropical storms and tropical depressions, pretty quick as they come by lately uh, um, for Hawaii. Now, it doesn't mean we don't be prepared, right? Sure. You heard Tim Johns from Zephyr Insurance yesterday is that, uh, you know, I mean, you still got to be prepared. But, boy, we have been, I don't know if we've just been incredibly lucky or what over the past 30 years. By having, with all the hurricanes in the area, and we've only had two. We've only had two, but remember the Big Island has been, you know, five, six years ago. They had a couple of storms there that caused millions right. of dollars of damage in the Fahoa, Kalapana area there. Uh, they haven't really hit us, as you said. And for the most part, we're spared. I like, not that I really like, but one of the cool things that you kind of just said, too, about this storm, we're not supposed to get any rain tomorrow, according to the weather forecast. 
It's yeah. a one-day deal. So in and out real quick, get it over with, and hopefully brighter skies ahead. But it's not going to be lingering on for several days like some storms do. Yeah, and the um, uh, we're going to be at Growler Hawaii, which is kind of cool. We'll be there today. Don't worry, it's indoors. From 5 to 7 p.m., I, I, believe, I think this is the last time we're doing our uh, really big road show. So this is uh, our 12th one. We've been doing them for a year at Growler Hawaii. So come on by. We've got happy hour prices going on. Uh, we've got food and special deals. And uh, we're going to be there. Chad Owens will be there with us, along with uh, Tanner Hayworth is going to make a public appearance. Uh, Chad Owens, Tanner Hayworth, that's worth the price of admission. And then we throw in Charlie Wade, Coach Bud, and Coach Arnold Martinez. So it's going to be fun, uh, good fun from 5 to 7 today in Kapahulu. they got a really good parking deal, too, so join us, won't you? Going out with a bang, and hopefully Kainoa Wade will be joining us. Uh, not well, he's on, on the, the main line. Hopefully he'll be joining us by phone. Yeah. So yeah. if you're listening, you get to hear him, too. That'll be kind of fun as well. But I'm looking forward to that. Always have a good time down there. Food is fantastic. And uh, it was, it's, been, it's been fun doing it these last several years. And, with, you know, we're talking so much football today, of course. And Logan Taylor will be joining us in probably just four or five minutes or so. But it's just great to know that training camp in the NFL officially opened today. Now, it's only for two teams, and it's the Jets and Cleveland because they're playing in the Hall of Fame game, which is two weeks from tomorrow, 15 days away. Kansas City had their rookies report today, and they're playing earlier than most teams because they're the Super Bowl champs, maybe. And that is the reason why they got to start a little early with their rookies. So a video of Patrick Mahomes arriving at camp. So preseason, one game two weeks from now, but we're not that far away. That is great. High school football coming up in a few weeks. And for University of Hawaii, they will open up camp a week from today. Okay, and uh, let's go back out to Las Vegas. Our coverage brought to you by BMW of Honolulu. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, as you guys mentioned, camp a week away. Logan, you excited? Fired up, man. We can't wait. That's Logan Taylor. He is uh, Hawaii's linebacker joining us as part of Mountain West Media Days. You're here. Uh, that season you had last year, uh, what a breakout year. I mean, did you did you think after that you'd have a chance to be up here representing the Hawaii defense here in Vegas? Um, no, nah, you know, this is just such a blessing. You know, I couldn't even imagine anything like this, right? And it's it's just a testament to, to God, right, that, you know, he, he does the unimaginable. And it's it's been a, such a blessing to be able to represent the state out here, represent my team, my brothers, and, uh, man, I'm just grateful. What does it mean for you? to actually be sitting up here and, and enjoying your your first media day what is it, being the ambassador of hawaii football it is absolutely uh man it's really a dream come true like to be able to represent the state of hawaii the place that you know i call home now and man i could never i could never imagine anything like this and i am just grateful like this is the memories that's gonna last you know and um man i'm grateful and i'm, I'm grateful that you know that the coaches you know, saw me as, as someone who could go and represent the state. And, um, man, I'm just, I'm just grateful. Let's talk about what you did during the offseason because uh, you, you did play in 13 games last year. You weren't uh, originally in the starting rotation, but because of injury you stepped in and you made the best. I mean, you took advantage of what you get were given. Um, what was that mindset like for you? And is it the same mindset that you took going into the offseason? Yeah, absolutely. So, my my whole thing was, you know, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do it for the Lord. You know, if I was the backup, I'm going to be the best backup I can be. So 
with that being said, I prepared like I was the starter because I was just doing it to honor the Lord. And, um, you know, it's crazy because I had a, the Bible study I had before my first start was, you know, not letting why, – why limit God's power, you know? We get into – COVID kind of got us – a lot of people into a state of, and we got, guys, help me um, just do – do the best that I can do or help me to know my plays. Why limit God's power? Why, why not say, God, help me to do the absolute unimaginable. Help me to do things I could never imagine. And, you know, that's what I did. And, you know, it says in James 1 that, you know, those who doubt should expect nothing. So I just paired those two together and said, you know what, God, I believe, I trust in you to do the unimaginable of my life. And, God, I need you to show up. I believe that you will show up. And when the doubt would creep in and, ah, my, my body feels this way, ah, like, oh, what if this, what if that, I would say, no, no, I had to shake, shake myself out of that. And that's a, that was a, a, a reoccurring thought. No, I don't doubt. I don't doubt. I don't doubt. I prepared for this, and, God, I, you, you will give me the strength I need, you know. And that was my entire mindset. Well, let's just talk about the unimaginable real quick. You were the first player in University of Hawaii history, well, actually, within 21 years. So over two decades to record six straight games with double-digit tackles, and that was highlighted by a 16-tackle performance against Colorado State. Uh, that's pretty un unimaginable, but but very attainable, apparently, according to you. That's uh, something that a lot of people think, you're that much of a hard worker that that's something that you can produce again this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and you know, like I said, that, I mean, that was not me. I, pre I prepared for it. <laughs> I controlled what I could control. But that was just God just being faithful, you know. And a absolutely, I think I could, I could do that every game just because I know that I'm not relying on my own strength. I, I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. I know that God will show up. There's a bit of a, a leader uh, role now that you need to take uh, – you know, bringing along the younger guys, making them more comfortable in, in the uniform and on the field while the clock is ticking. Uh, how do you feel about that role on this team, I, being I, a leader? I, you know, I, again, like this is something I prayed for. This is, this is a dream come true to be, at, be where I'm at, you know. And, you know, but once you're in that position, it's a lot – it's – it's a lot less, you know, you think it's, hey, it's this, that, but, hey, some, sometimes it's doing the hard things, right? Uh, I love all, all my teammates, and it's, it's hard to have to call them out on things or have to say, hey, hey, like, you know, this is the standard, you know? And um, when you have that jersey on, you represent all of us, and whether it's whatever it is, right? And it's, you know, having to get, take, be, be uncomfortable, being comfortable being uncomfortable mm. and um, being able to just be a role model for lead by example basically right because a lot i see myself in a lot of the young guys and it's hey man if i would have knew this when i was your age you know the sky's the limit and you know, being able to do that and these guys have and these i mean these guys are mature right you know a lot of dudes would have said like who like like no like they don't want to take corrects right but these these guys we got are you know they're humble like they they take corrects and they don't say hey like who are you talking to you you know, and it's because I feel like they know it's coming out of love because it's not getting me better. It's, it's only making you better, even though it may hurt to hear, right? But they, they take correction. They understand. And it's it's night and day to where these guys have come from maturity standpoint. Uh, standpoint and, uh, man, it's – but like I said, it's being having to be able to be comfortable being uncomfortable. But it's a blessing, you know. A lot of people will say off season is one of the most important uh, – times of a of a football player's career i would say that fall camp is almost equally as important uh just your thoughts on heading into fall camp and and getting ready for this season 
man, fall, fall camp is something else. You know, every every player's got to go through it, right? It may seem it. I mean, it's gonna get to the. It's gonna be exhausting. You're gonna be tired. You're gonna be hurting, right? But it, it's the callus you build for the season, right? And it's man, what what did you do? Did, did you do everything you could during that fall camp? Because man, you get it's it's something about that preparation leading up to the first game, right? It's like how could how could you be confident going into week one if you know there was things that you 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 haven't seen yet? If there's things that you didn't prepare for, and um, so just being able to push through the it's going to be hard in the game. It's not going to be feeling feeling great all the time. It's going to be adversity. Being able to push through that, getting them dark places, and then push through it, right? So, man, I'm excited for camp just to see how the team pushes through them dark places and 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 unifies. You know the. What is, can the fire be? Every, can we have the fire every single day? Can we be the same persons, people every day? You know, and um, you know, like I said, it's leading my example. We got a lot of leaders on this team, so. Yeah, obviously Logan Taylor, one of those leaders, joining us here at Mountain West Media Days. Gary Dickman jumping in from our studios. Yeah, Logan, I was kind of curious. You know, a lot has been talked about with the stadium on campus, TC Chain Complex. What is it like for a player to play in that environment? For one thing, the students are right on top, coming out in bigger numbers than they did at Aloha Stadium. What is it like for a player in that field? Man, I, I you know, I, lo- I love playing at Chain. You know, I mean, it is a total advantage to us. We have our locker room. Where the place that we call home, you know, we have our training room right there. We have everything we need. I I enjoy it. You know, I don't want to say much more in Aloha, but I think it's a true advantage being able to play right there. And man, just the, being able to have the fans, it's not as far. You know, people can walk to the stadium. You know, and uh, man, it's a it's it is a great time out there seeing all the fans, seeing all the the young people who may not have been able to make it to Aloha, but um. Man, I, I love it. It's, it's a blessing. It's really refreshing hearing you just talk today about your outlook on life and football. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Man, you know, I have this talk with my wife a lot, and it's and she's like, man, can we have an adult conversation? Because I always say, well, you know what, that's that's for the Lord to decide, you know. <laughs> and uh, she's, man, but uh, where I see myself is, you know, I have, I, I have uh, aspirations of playing at the next level. I would love to play football as long as I can, you know, and being able to provide for my family doing that. Um, but you know, the whole time I'm, the whole time, even if I'm doing that, and after I'm, you know, I'm looking to do the Lord's work, you know, be a servant and be a tool for Him to use, whether that is ministry, whether that is training kids and Im- implementing faith, um, or uh, whatever it may be. God, God is going to be a priority, and um, yeah. But like, I, like I tell my wife, you know, that's that's up to God to decide, you know. You know, last thing I'll ask you, we, we asked Aliki uh, earlier to, to talk about you as a leader and as a teammate. Um, he represents the offense here in, in Vegas. Talk about Aliki as a teammate to you. Man, Aliki's a special guy, you know. And I have not met many people like him. The way that he prepares, the way that, you know, not not everybody is a, a vocal leader, but he, he is truly one one guy that doesn't have to say a word. You could just walk, you can just follow him, you know. And if if I was to ever give an example to any young player of, hey, this is what you need to be to be successful in whatever you do, life, whether it's he, like he, one day he will be a great father, he will be a great husband, because he his values, his his work ethic is is undeniable, right? I I always I always joke around with him and say, 
anytime I see you not on the field, he has a laptop open studying anatomy or something, you know? <laughs> like, he's going to be a doctor one day, and, you know, they always talk about the doctors nowadays. They got all these AIs, and, you know, what what, what are they going to know? Well, I mean, we're, we'll be in safe hands with Aliki because he knows exactly what he's talking about because he puts in the time for it, you know? And uh, the same way on the field, he that he is the leader of that, that offensive line, and offensive line is the leader of the offense, right? So, so he's that guy right there leading by example, saying, hey. And what I love about him, he is not a vocal leader, but he will grab he will grab a group of guys after and say, hey, this is the standard, you know? And we're not just going to stay standard. We have to push past the standard and create a new standard. And what we have been doing, what's good, what's good now is not good enough later, you know? We have to continue to excel. And, man, it's, you know, I, I've learned things from him. I've learned how to, you know, how to how to approach you know I've learned what I learned from him as a leader standpoint is how to approach people and how to you know you need to ha you need to have a relationship with people for them to be able to relate you know it's it's not just hey like man I'm the leader this is what you need to do it's the but let me get to know somebody before I even you know if how, who am I to go talk to this guy I don't even know where he's from and uh man like I said Aliki is a special dude man I'm just we, I'm grateful to know him grateful to play with him uh, I'd like to say that you are also a special dude and a role model to younger athletes being uh, a husband and a father, uh, going through school and being an all-conference academic awardee. I think you're doing an amazing job, not just as a football player, but as a human being. Good luck to you this season. I can't wait to call your name uh, throughout this season, and, I, and I'm hoping I'll be doing it a lot. Yeah, thank you, John. I appreciate you guys so much. All right, Logan Taylor joining us, uh, representing the defense here for the University of Hawaii, our coverage of Mountain West Media Days, driven by BMW of Honolulu. Uh, we're going to bring it back to you guys. On the other side, uh, we're going to go to Wyoming. Uh, we're going to talk about the Cowboys and one of their standout players going to join us in a couple of minutes. But uh, back to you guys in Honolulu. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, John. You know, I have never heard somebody – so young and so spiritually mature in my life that's pretty amazing that i mean was. if he had a podcast i would sign up for that logan taylor very cool it's eight thirty-seven. uh we'll get a traffic check and then go back to las vegas coming up next on espn honolulu last night i dreamt i was returning and my heart All right. Having a great show today. Thanks to uh, Josh and John out in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, they are standing by with another player uh, from Wyoming. He's the quarterback. Uh, his name is Andrew Peasley, and he joins John and um, John and uh, Josh <laughs> right now. Josh, go ahead. You're about as Poor sleeping John. as much as Andrew is listening to the, uh, the <laughs> listening to the music coming back from break. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, but classic music from Hawaii. I'm just saying. Mm. Yeah, you'll love, love it. it. Um, yeah, we were just talking a little while ago. I mean, you you are a Mountain West lifer. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, four years at Utah State. This is your second year at Wyoming, and we were just talking about the quarterback position in this conference. It's probably as deep as it's ever been, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say so. I, all across the board, you know, you're looking at every team, and they're having, they're all bringing back a, a solid quarterback. So it'll be kind of fun to see across the conference how everyone does. A couple of the top.
quarterbacks in the conference have also jumped from one school to another. You, <laughs> yeah. You've done the same. We were just talking about Shevin uh, moments ago. Are you feeling pretty much in place now at Wyoming? Yeah. I feel like I'm at home, um, getting more comfortable with the system, and you know I'm loving it up there, kind of like my hometown, Laramie is. So I'm from Eastern Oregon, country town. Obviously, Laramie is a pretty country town, it's the Cowboys. So, uh, yeah, I feel like home, um, settling in. Where does it get colder, Utah State or Wyoming? Um, Wyoming, for <laughs> sure. It's pretty cold in Logan, too. But, uh, yeah, Laramie with the, the cold and then the wind on top of it, it's pretty chilly. So. Well, we were just talking, I think, yesterday. They, they announced the kickoff time for the uh, Wyoming-Hawaii game, which is going to be, I think, it's noon uh, oh. mountain time. Okay. And we were thinking – Oh, that might not be too bad because if it were like seven o'clock at night local time. Well, well, I know he doesn't have Andrew doesn't have a real choice in in what time we play, <laughs> but I know everybody on the Hawaii football squad and and anybody in that zone of the broadcast team is thanking you because for the last what yeah. four years or four times we visited Wyoming, you guys decided to play in the middle of the night, <laughs> uh, which is like, you know, thirty degrees yeah. b- below whatever. Cold. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Let's talk about your offense. You know, under Craig Bull now, now in year two, talk about the evolution that you've helped kind of bring there at Wyoming. Yeah, um, I think Wyoming was quarterback-wise was traditional for QB power and all that. And you know, when they recruited me, they kind of knew that that wasn't really my game uh, style, I should say. And so they're putting in more zone reads for me, try to get on the outside, use my speed. And uh, obviously, if you look at the stats, the, the passing needs to improve. Um, our run game's really solid. Uh, but I think I was 53% last year, 10 touchdowns, and that's just not um, a championship level of playing. So I really need to improve in the pass game. Um, our offense needs to take a step, and I'm getting more comfortable with the system and learning the offense more, so I think it could really take off this year. It was good enough for a 7-6 and six record and a, ber- yeah. and, a, and a berth in the Arizona Bowl. And, and I know that you guys would rather be playing in the conference championship, but it was good enough and better than better yeah. than average. Uh, just your goals personally uh, throughout this offseason, fall camp, and then going into this year. Yeah, um, obviously – uh, this off season has been good for me. I've, I've put on some weight so I can be a little more durable and um, getting my arm strength uh, back to where it used to be before I had an injury in 21 at Utah State. So uh, just kind of getting back to that. And then really fall camp is where I'm, we dive in and find out what we're good at. So, Wyoming quarterback Andrew Peasley joining us here from Mountain West Media Days. Gary Dickman in our studios in Honolulu. Gary? Yeah, Andrew, so when you get to play the University of Hawaii this year, you'll be going up against one of your former teammates that you got to see in practice all the time, Cam Stone. Do you do anything differently because of how well he knows your game? Um, No, I wouldn't say do anything different. Obviously, Cam is a really good player. He was a good player for us, and uh, you guys got him. So um, for me, it's you know, how do I attack your defense, not Camp Stone, but um, for sure when I line up and I see him out there, I might want to throw a few go balls on him. So. <laughs> and for this, I don't mean this in a negative way at all, but what? why would you choose Laramie, Wyoming, where I've heard stories they have two traffic lights, and I'm sure football is the priority, so I understand that, but are there, when you look at a school that you're going to go to, what about the location and what the town has to offer besides football? How much did that come into play? Yeah, I mean – I'm guessing you're out on the island, so it's nice and warm. But for me, I grew up in uh, cold weather, and that's kind of my lifestyle. That's what I grew up in. So it's not too hard for me to be in the cold. I'm used to it. Uh, I think Laramie's a really good college town. 
And the thing about, you know, Wyoming is the only university there, kind of like Hawaii. You probably, you know, you get all the support that you need. And so um, I think that's really special. At Utah State, there's BYU and uh, the Utes and Southern Utah. So it's like kind of spread out through the state. So when you look at Wyoming, it's uh, good fan support, good facilities, really good facilities and football programs. So, um, yeah, I, I really loved it when I first pulled up there. You know, uh, we were talking earlier. You, you had said to me, you know, you're, you feel like you got a chance to win it. I, I, I feel like as we were looking at the preseason rankings earlier, it kind of feels like there are about seven teams that feel like they can mm-hmm. win it this year. Is is that exciting for you, knowing that it feels like every conference game you play in could feel like one of those elimination games when you think of a conference championship coming up? Yeah, especially now with the, the division change, too. It's going to be a lot different. Um, I think it'll be for the better. It'll give, you know, every team a better chance to get in the championship. So, yeah, I think the teams are pretty even uh, across the board. A lot of teams have new people playing, uh, new rosters, and so it'll be fun to see throughout the season, you know, who's kind of taken off and who's going downhill. But, yeah, it'll be a good game every conference game. Talking with Andrew Peasley, quarterback of Wyoming, picked to finish sixth, so right down the middle Middle. of this new uh, conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean – I think Wyoming was picked to finish almost last last year, so I don't. I try not to focus on that. Um, just kind of play game by game and see where it goes. Sixth, frankly, feels a little low, uh, in, in my opinion. From what everybody's saying, yeah. yeah. No but, pressure there, Andrew, no. but, uh, you know. <laughs> and, and you know what? You start the season on CBS, on, yeah. on, on broadcast TV against Texas Tech, uh, which, which shows me that uh, – the, the national networks see a lot of promise in Wyoming if they're putting you on, on CBS, not the yep. cable channel. So yep. uh, that's a big deal on September 2nd. Andrew, thank you for stopping by. Uh, uh, best luck the entire season. Yeah, and, and Hawaii won't meet Wyoming until November 18th in Laramie. Nice uh, we cold. wish you the best of luck. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. We, we do wish you the best of luck uh, throughout the entire season, except on that date. And who knows? It could be, uh, it could be very meaningful at the end it of could. the season. I hope it is. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Andrew Peasley joining us here. Our coverage of Mountain West Media Days, uh, driven by BMW of Honolulu. Uh, we're going to have a lot more a little bit later on uh, off the bench today from 3 to 5. We'll have some of the interviews that we do here through the second round of, uh, of Players Day here at, uh, at Mountain West Media Days. Uh, but, John, real quickly before we send it back to the guys, um, certainly kind of an eye-opening first session, I think, from, from the commissioner, Gloria Navarez, to, to talking with some of these guys. Um, it, it, it seems like it is, there's a lot on the line this year, and I think a lot of these players feel it. Well, I think, that, like you said just moments ago, that it is very even. I mean, when UNLV gets a number one pick, like they got one vote for number one. That, yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is there, there are a lot of people that think uh, highly about the Mountain West this year. It's interesting to see where, where the, now the divisions have dissolved and it's one big thing. It makes it, in my mind, a little more difficult, yeah. but... Uh, it, especially for in Hawaii standpoint, but uh, for a conference, it makes it a lot easier to find out who's those top two, who will be playing in the conference championship. And with no divisions, uh, the lines now have blurred a little bit, and Hawaii will have to work a lot harder. There is an opportunity to make some statements here. Hawaii has some big games at home. Got They're playing here. some of the top competitors. 
uh, at, in, the, in their own, the confines of T.C. Ching. And so it's exciting to see the smiles on their faces, knowing that the grunts on their faces will be that much more important. That's right. Uh, we'll have more coming up this afternoon. Uh, Chris and Gary, thank you for letting us barge in. We'll send it back to you guys. All right, thank you very much. So, yeah, starting at 3 o'clock off the bench, they'll have more from the Circa in Las Vegas. Once again, this couldn't uh, we couldn't have done this without our friends at BMW of Honolulu. So thank you very much. We'll be back to wrap it up next on ESPN Honolulu. Remember, we'll be at Growler Hawaii today from 5 to 7 p.m. with Chad Owens. We'll talk some Rainbow Warrior football uh, about back in the days and other stuff going on in Chad's life. So we got Chad Owens, Charlie Wade, Coach Bud, Coach Martinez. It's going to be good fun. 5 to 7 at Growler Hawaii. Be there. Aloha. You know, one of the things that I'm going to remember from today, and we'll have more coverage this afternoon of Mountain West Media Days uh, this afternoon and tomorrow here on ESPN Honolulu. We'll also have updates from the Masters uh, as you're driving. The Masters, tomorrow. not no. the Masters, the Open Championship. <laughs> uh, tomorrow. May call, April called. Um, so that's on tomorrow's show. I know. Excuse me. I'm just. Uh, it's in a whirlwind today. You know, one thing I'll take away from today's show is it's a. It's a. You know, it's a. A phrase you've heard before, but with uh, Logan Taylor, the linebacker from the University of Hawaii, he mentioned that uh, you know you you got to be comfortable to be a leader. You got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I remember Manti Teo talking about leadership, and you get this uh, it's, it's from the Bible. But I remember Manti one time saying, and it's so true: the best leaders are um, s- servants. Your best leaders are the best servants. And that's why you hear that term servant leader a lot. But I, I like what Logan Taylor had to say. Basically, uh, if it's anything worth doing, is going to bring uncomfort if it's worth doing. So, I don't know. I thought that was uh, really good stuff coming from such a young, young man. Pretty impressive. Anyway, yeah, I hog-cheesed all the comments. we got to go already. Sorry about that, Gary. But... We will see you this afternoon at Growler, Hawaii from 5 to 7 p.m. Come on down and join us at the pub. ESPN Honolulu.